0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everybody. I'm Richel Mayo live on Southern Sports Central. It is a beautiful, chilly Monday morning here uh, in Somerville, South Carolina. A great day to start off say, uh, a five star show here on the ninth day of December. 701 is the actual time here. So if you've got to be at work at school by eight, you got a little time to kind of stretch it out with us here, bring it in in the right way. Of course, uh, alongside, on the other side of the glass, we've got Will Porter here who is ready to uh, produce a Five-star show, because we've got a five-star lineup. Give really quick here this morning. Will, Jalen Hyatt from Dutch Fork, he'll be back in here with us this morning, the four-time in a row winning state championships, uh, heading to Tennessee to play for the Volunteers, which I had a chance to talk to his new head coach, Coach Pruitt from Tennessee, on Saturday. We were over there at williams Bryce Stadium. We'll talk about that here today. We'll also talk about, that incredible catch in the back of the end zone in overtime to beat a very good underrated Dorman team. Also coming up at seven 30, we check back in with the Wrens defensive side of the ball coach, Josh Abrams. He'll come in at seven 30. Talk to us about their win. How about that? They win for the first time ever a state championship. And I've got a, uh, an interview with the coach's wife that might be without a doubt, my favorite interview in two thousand nineteen. Maybe one of my favorite ones overall ever, because talking to coaches I do it every day. Players, I do it every day. Athletic directors, I get with them. But to talk to the coach's wife is a really, really big deal. And then she found me on Facebook. So now we're Facebook friends, so it's official.
2: No, that's pretty incredible, isn't that it? That is pretty neat. Yeah.
1: Power of social media, power oh, yeah. of internet. Uh but she is such an amazing um She's an amazing woman, and, and, and you'll find that with all of these successful coaches, their wives are even better than they are. Yeah,
2: and that and that was a really good interview too. If you haven't had the chance to see it, we'll play it uh, uh, later on in the show, and we'll we'll have it pulled up for you. But uh, just just to hear her, uh, just to hear her talk, and it's it something different. Of course, you have the you have the coaches who are there with the kids, um, you know, day in and day out, um, that that practice uh, for these moments and to play in December. I think it's it's something incredible. But the commitment that the coaches' wives have is, is something on a whole other level that is is nothing short of um, spectacular. Right. Yeah. It, it was
1: a, a great opportunity to
2: talk to her, and of
1: course, we we're down there on the field uh, off and on throughout the day. Got there around eleven thirty. First kickoff was at twelve. The final kickoff, I don't even know. Myrtle Beach and uh, Ren kicked off somewhere around like seven thirty, eight o'clock, or maybe later. I, I don't know. I know we got home at 1:30 in the morning Sunday, and I was still able to muster enough uh, to get up and get out of uh, the bed and go to church yesterday. So yeah,
2: the final the final kickoff was at 7:05, and the game ended at 9:42. That's uh, that's what the stat sheet says. Right. Um. And, and then that the, that was the end of the game when the clock struck zero. But I think that we were there for about another half an hour. Um. You know, celebrating with those guys and uh, getting to talk with those guys. And um. You know, Kelly Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant was yep. there, um, the the player from Clemson who transferred to um Missouri yep. Missouri and you know he's he's a Wren High School graduate and uh he was down there on the field celebrating, uh getting hype with the crowd too. Um that that was a pretty awesome experience to um to get. Well I tell you you start to kinda
1: of put things in perspective. Uh, so many other great guys and, and individuals that were there. So many, I would say, experience uh would be the would be the top of the, the conversation of what it was like to go to something like that. And I've never been. That's the first time I've taken uh Southern Sports Central there. The first time I had made it to one of those games and just to be there. It's an all day event. It's an all day uh, opportunity to get to see and meet and greet so many folks. Uh, of course, uh, we talked to a lot of guys who do the same exact thing that we do. Right here on Southern Sports Central, they do it wherever they are. And some, of course, uh, we got to, uh, I guess, visit with a couple of people that have done this with us here on the show. And that was kind of neat as well. All right, so 7 o'clock, uh, we, we we come on the air. We tell you already, guest number one is going to be Jalen Hyatt from Dutchport High School. He's committed to go to the University of Tennessee. Uh, he has now won four in a row state championships uh, there. We have an interview also uh, on our uh, Twitter page from his head coach uh, the post game, which I thought was really good as well. And then we also have the pregame. Now the pregame may be one of the best pregames I've heard in a long time, and I don't get a chance to hear it even on Friday nights. You would think that I, you know, I'm in the middle of this, that, and the other, but uh, when it's when it's Friday night, doing what I do, being the voice of Somerville. I'm up in the press box before kickoff, so I don't get to be in their locker rooms. I don't get to hear some of that pregame love and some of that motivational opportunities, but he did a great job, a really good job. Coach Knox uh, preparing those guys and getting those guys ready, hyping them up, if you will, but being real and being honest with them. He talks about heart and a few things. We'll find that one. We'll pull that one up here this morning as well. Uh, then later on in hour number two, we're going to check in over there at the North-South Combines or the North-South um headquarters if you will with uh coach smith uh coach smitty on twitter he is the uh ce murray uh, athletic director and uh, head coach of the football program over there he's working the defensive backs uh at the north south game so we'll check in with him uh this morning as well so we've got a long uh great i would say a five-star show without a doubt we can always entertain conversations and, and love to hear from you guys uh, this morning. So if you want to get in here with us, uh,
2: we'll give them the hotline. Tell them which number to call in and uh, hang out with us this morning. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That number is three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. Be sure to tell your friends also to, um, you know, be able to follow us on on social media. We're we're on the socials on on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter at So Sports Central. Uh, you can of course find us at Southern Sports Central on uh, Facebook and on Instagram as well. I do believe.
1: Yep, we're everywhere. You name it, we're there. Of course, um, check in with us this morning. Let's know your thoughts. If you were at the game, we'd love to hear from you. You know, I got a chance, Will, to uh, really look at uh, the celebration part of a lot of this stuff. Salute, of course, you guys won where you went to high school on Friday night. But uh, we saw their parade Saturday morning. But as we're coming back from Columbia, video starts to slowly come back from certain teams because they had to go a little bit further, actually, than we did to get back home. Uh, to Piedmont, South Carolina, in certain areas, but you would see these guys pulling in. Uh, Ren, for example, they pull into their town. Looks like Main Street. They've already got the situation set up with the stage, and the principal's made it back before them, which I had a chance to meet uh, the uh, the principal over at Ren the same night. Great guy, great staff, great group of people. The co uh, the co athletic director and I actually uh, were able to exchange some numbers, and then hopefully we'll get him in here this week as well. But it was so humbling to watch a small town that's never won a state championship before. And like I said, I, I interviewed the coach's wife, and we'll play that, actually. We're going to play that when we bring in Josh Abrams. And uh, he is going to be, of course, uh, the coach representing uh, the Hurricanes that are in. But to hear the factor that, that this lady, this this woman, this coach's wife, the passion you hear in her voice, the the the, this, the tears in her her eyes of excitement and joy, not just because she's the coach's wife, she went to school there. He went to school there. It's a lot deeper. It means a little bit more. I really feel. Uh, we'll do this. we will take a a short break now at seven oh nine. Coming up out of the break, we'll, we'll visit with uh, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, four time winning, and we're gonna find that interview from their coach on the uh, on the pregame conversation and maybe even the post game i know it's over there on our social so we'll check that out and much more you're listening to southern sports central part of the blog talk radio family we'll be right back
0: hello how you doing Through ya, hell yeah! It's a new hallelujah, popping like the top of a bottle of nice champagne. Pulling up the ocean, this is evolution, and i grow into to another animal, the next level. I'm spreading wings, and I just want to sing. Ooh, 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 ooh. In the future, now the past can't harm me. Forget about yesterday, a McCartney. I'm feeling like a beetle on stage in the whole wide world, gonna know my name. It's very simple. It goes like this. I've been up, I've been down, but I got the feeling right now.
1: again, everybody. Rich, you live in the studios. It is the Garen's Pharmacy Studios. Of course, uh, sponsors Southern Sports Central since day one. They've been hanging out with us for uh, quite some time. Want to thank all of our sponsors who do what they do so that we can do what we do. Of course, you have Mads Burgers, the official hotline of uh, all of our guests they call into. Of course, they're located in downtown 1 or 102 South Cedar Street. Uh, open today only for lunch. Of course, they'll open the doors around 11. They'll shut them down about 3 you want to get in, get in early. It's not the largest, but it's the best burger in town. I can promise you there. They're known for the bomb. Check them out. Let them know we sent you. Uh, of course, yeah, you can talk a little sports with Matt over there. He's a big-time uh, Oklahoma Sooner fan, so you know he's got to be pretty excited, but he's also a Gamecock guy. He's been here so long, he had to pick one. That's kind of the rule of thumb when you move into the state of South Carolina. you got to have either or or bring something to the table. So He picked up the Gamecocks many, many, many years ago as uh, he follows, and uh, boy, it's a tough love that you have there. I'm a Gamecock fan, too, so it's like a bad relationship. Sometimes it feels like we just argue all the time. But uh, nevertheless, go over there and check out Matt and the burgers and tell them we sent you. Of course, we have Simmons shop, uh the only stop shop that we uh, get over there to get ready to rock and roll for our championship Saturday, which we went over there on Friday and got cleaned up. So uh, we do need to head over to the hotlines. I believe we have Jalen Hyatt in here with us right now on the Mass Burgers hotlines all the way from Town, Dutch Fork, High school and of course uh Jalen, good morning, my friend. Uh you did it again and matter of fact, you did it yourself catching that winning touchdown in overtime, buddy. Yeah, yes,
3: sir. Um, you know, great to be on the show again. And uh yeah,
1: you know, it was it was it was a crazy game. Now, of course you go uh hundred and sixty five yards, three touchdowns, and your longest was eighty on the day, my friend. Uh you showed up, you showed out, you took care of business. Uh let, let's get to the beginning of this thing here. Uh we have a chance here in a second. We're gonna try to key this thing up and I'm gonna play it and I and I want you to uh I'm gonna let you kind of talk us through this. This is your head coach over there, uh of course Coach Knox, who's at he's gotta be the best at preparing you guys for uh getting ready for um for I would say the big matchup coming up and, and knowing that you've only won three. You've already taken three three of those games that have already come together. But we're going to hear from him now. And this is the uh, the pregame, pregame speech in the locker room. So, yeah, Will's going gonna, gonna to get that thing keyed up for us here. But um, as you guys got in there, and, and and even I would say the guy that does your Twitter kind of said that you guys had a different look on your face. He he said that you know it wasn't – I don't know if nervousness was the deal, but you guys realized how big a deal it was. I'm going to play it right now. This is your head coach, and uh, we'll play this. And then, Jalen, I'd like to hear your side of this as a senior and uh, a man that's grown up as a father figure to you as well over there with Coach Knox.
4: This is what you had in mind right here four in a row, and we've done it. We've done it. You did what you said, what we said we were going to do. you got to finish now. What's important now, everything that you got, you all the coaches you execute, do your job. Things we talked about, be accountable. Team first. Team first. 100% effort. Communicate. All those things. But look here, guys. If you don't have heart, if you don't have heart, and if you don't play from your heart, none of that matters. All those are just, like I said, catch words. They're just words.
0: Play from your heart. Play for yourself.
4: Play for your team. Make this, make this two-hour period, this 48 minutes, the most important thing in your life right now. Right now. And then we'll put it back in perspective when it's over. Because we don't know what's going to go beyond this two-hour period. So make this the most important thing that you've ever done right now. And we'll get back in perspective when it's over. This is it. This is our little world now. This is our family now. I need that sideline to be alive, good or bad. We can overcome any deficit, or we can pour it on and blow them out from the first. Let's choose yes, the easy way, and let's get it done. All right, here's the captain for this week. Uh, just come alive the last half of the season, John Hall. <laughs> All right. Had a great game last week. I need your same focus, same intensity. on oh, the job. <laughs> Captain, the Macy. we got to communicate to Macy. We all got to be on the same page. Talk out loud. All right. and our, our other captain, I think, represents us well. It's going to be Grayson. Grayson will be our speaker. Right. Of
1: course, that's we'll Coach Knox here so giving a pregame game conversation. Jalen, you've heard that speech before. and Well, not maybe that one, but you've heard this. Uh, I would say one of the best motivators in high school football over there, at Dutchport High School, is you guys finish an incredible, and I mean an incredible season, fourteen and zero. You make that great run uh, there in the playoffs. You go undefeated overall in every area that you needed to to take down a very good Dorman team who falls down uh, in fourteen and one. They go seven and zero in their region, but uh, t- all tied up there at, at halftime at fourteen to fourteen. Before we get to that though, what went through your mind in that in, in that pregame speech? He he said this, and th- this kind of kept playing over and over and over again. I I listened to it Friday night or Saturday night, and a couple times yesterday, just because I was trying to get different things out of it. But playing from the heart, you can have a lot of things, but without that heart, um, nothing else matters. And then he talked about for the next two hours uh, uh, of your life, this has got to be the most important thing. And when we get done playing football, we'll put everything back in perspective. But for right now, this. Has to be the most important thing. Talk to us about that, Coach. Talk to us about what what he means to you and and, and what that. How how big was that pregame speech going into it? Because you guys were in a dog fight for most of the day.
3: Yeah, you know he um, he loves his game of football. Uh, I think we all know that. Um, and, you know he motivates us to love the game, also. You know as well, and but um, yeah, you know he he motivated us this whole week. Um, you know we knew we had a a tough opponent coming up. We didn't know it was going to be that close. You know, they they were way better, you know, out there than, you know, we've seen on film. And, you know, just going against them, we really, you know, overcame some adversity. And, you know, on the sidelines, Coach Knotts was still, you know, still motivating us. And, you know, even when we had bad plays on offense, you know, he'll still come back and say, you know, we're still going to, you know, keep throwing it. We're going to keep running it. And he just motivated us. And, you know, we love Coach Knotts and, i'm glad you know to call him my coach
1: live right now with the commit to tennessee as uh, he played his final days in a uh, dutchport jersey he will wear the hat i believe one more time as he'll play uh in the shrine bowl coming up here in a couple of weeks uh but with that being said he he wins a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone in overtime and uh as i mentioned uh it was all tied up at, at 14 to 14 so basically we played uh an hour or so of football, and it was still basically zero to zero, even though the scoreboard said 14-14. Then Dortmund kind of comes out a little bit hot, man. These guys put 14 on the board early in the third quarter. That's the first time in a long time since you guys have been down in a a game. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about that, because that brings it to a different perspective. To me, that showed me how good you guys really were. Anytime you have to go against a little bit of adversity, a little bit of resistance, if you will, that kind of shows me what kind of guys are on that football field. And what showed me, again, as you guys were able to pull it out 34-31 in overtime, uh, but being down in the third quarter for the first time, I, again, I don't even know the last time you were down, maybe three or four years ago against Fort Dorchester might have been that time. But tell us a little bit about that and, and what went on the sidelines. You're a leader, Tyola Chuck, you're one of your best friends. The quarterback's a leader. You've got a bunch of those guys on the defense. What was being said from Coach Knox and all you guys to the team to keep you guys moving?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, hats off to Dorman, um, you know, whoever the defensive coordinator is. Um, they came, you know, came with a great game plan. Um, you know, they, you know, we couldn't get anything started. Um, you know, we tried going deep, and they were not in cover three, so you know, they had that, you know, done. And um, we try to go short. Sometimes they'll blitz and go man, and they just, you know. It, they were, you know, they did great on defense, but, um, you know, coming back to the sideline, we just had a, we had to come, you know, we had to score. Uh, we don't score. It's going to get out of hand. And, you know, we looked at coach knots, you know, we looked up to him and, you know, he told us we're still in the game. He told us we're going to win. And, you know, hearing that, you know, it made us, you know, it motivated us and, um, you know, we tried listening and, um, we did what coach not said, you know, obviously he'd been in, he'd been in situations like this before. And, um, we came out with the win. So that just shows the, the the legend he is and um you know
1: we all think coach Knox now coach Knox gets his fourth in a row but his twelfth championship I mean count him up twelve championships state championships between the state of North and South Carolina uh and you guys were part of that of course I had a chance to talk to the coach right after the uh right after the game. And he was very humble. You know, he's very uh, all about you guys and how much he loves you guys and how much he appreciates the effort that the senior class and all that you guys accomplished. But I want to hear from you because you caught this final touchdown that only, of course, uh, you could have caught it because he put it, Ty and Chuck put it in the back of that end zone where uh, again, it was very inches away from the back of that line in and out of bounds. But you guys come out, they run down, they stall out a little bit in, in overtime because it was all tied up there going in uh, to overtime there. When you see this, I'd say 28-28 tie right now, and you're, you're going in, they come down, they stall a bit, they put three in the in between the um, field goal posts there, Jalen. You guys get ready. As your offensive who are seeing that your defense is able to bend but not break, gives up three points but not six or seven points, what went through your mind at that time? You're getting ready to go out there and, and talk us through that final drive, the six points that went on the board that led to you guys winning another state championship.
3: Yeah, it's time we see him um, you know, going out there for a field goal,
1: you know, we we knew we were gonna
3: win the game. Um, Coach Nice, you know, he put me to the side and he said, You know, you will win the game for us. Um, so he put it on me. Um and you know, I was you know, I was up for the challenge and um, you know, we, we hit we the first play, we tried to do an S drive. We tried to get a little mesh, um, but it didn't work. Um, I think they blitzed on that one. But the second time, we we caught a fade. Um, and you know, last time when I went get press coverage against them, um, he didn't he didn't shoot his hands. So I knew I could get him feet at the line, and you know, fake the slant, and um, that's what I did. When I fake the slant, I knew he jumped a little bit inside, and that's when I knew I had him. I didn't have to worry about the ball because I just know Ty's gonna put it on no matter what. You know, no matter what what we go through, the adversity. I know he's always going to come up, um, and he did. And, you know, without that throw, we, we wouldn't win the game. And, you know, I thank Ty for, you know, being my quarterback. And, and you know, I thank Coach Knotts for believing me on that, you know, last drive. So, um, it was a great game, great game.
1: All right, so let's turn the likes I had a chance to talk to uh, your, your head coach coming up in the next four years, three or four years over there at Tennessee, Coach Pruitt and I. Uh, for a few seconds, a few minutes, if you will, there on the sidelines, just kind of caught up a little bit, talked about uh, the culture that he's building over there at at Tennessee. And uh, this was prior to him uh, finding out that he's going to be heading to a a bowl game over there in Jacksonville, Florida, which I'm actually going to make that road trip because of the fact of Kenny Solomon, one of the uh, players on the uh, roster there. I'm going to go there and help cover that a little bit for my former alumni high school soccer, Steve. But now here I go. I got another, family member. Jalen Hyatt, he's going to head over there and be a part of this ball Nation, the ball Navy, one of the big traditional uh, tailgating situations happening over there. I know your parents uh, get introduced to that uh, experience. It's incredible. I've never done it, but this year, hopefully, I'm going to make that trip over there to Knoxville and experience it, but to make that catch in the end zone, in overtime, your coaches are there, your position coaches are there. I think they had three different individuals on, on of course, uh, on the property there to see you ball out and do what Jalen Hyatt does on a even given Saturday, I guess, as well would be appropriate. And you're probably going to catch a few of those in Williams at least one time because you'll get to come to South Carolina at least once or twice while you're involved. But tell us a little bit about the conversation that you had with the coaches if you had one or, or what went through your mind as um you realize at that moment you just won the game with the help, of course, of your quarterback throwing it to you in the back of the end zone and then all of a sudden you turn around and the coach has coached you for four years. Is over here, and the coach is gonna coach you for the next three or four years. Is standing right beside him.
3: Yeah, that just yeah, that just shows the uh, the family bond that Tennessee brings. Um, you know, when Coach Floyd he told me he's gonna come, you know, see the game, and you um, know I believed him, and he came with you know T Martin and um, his offensive coordinator uh, J- uh, Cheney, and um, you know it was great to see them. Um, I love all of them. They're great coaches, um, but after that, they're they're even better, man. And um, you know, just seeing them on the sidelines cheering me on, and you um, know, in, in a crazy game, a game that we didn't expect at all, it just shows the family bond that we have. And um, you know, I can't wait to you know be a part. Um, I'm already going to go ahead and get get started and get in the weight room and work and um, you know be ready to play
1: next year. Live right now with the Tennessee commit. The Dutch Fork wide receiver's got four rings on his fingers from winning four in a row state championships uh, there at, at Dutch Fork High School. It's Titletown. Uh, it's located around the other side of Columbia. Uh, you guys continue to do what you do. I know you got a younger brother that's uh, he's going to take this torch and run with it. He's a freshman. Now he'll be a sophomore this time next year. And, and who knows, he may be talking about five in a row with these guys. I looked at your roster just uh, before we got on the air again for the third or fourth time this weekend. I said, man, I get it. You guys are graduating a very special senior class, but my goodness gracious, the kids that are coming up behind you guys are as good, you know, definitely going to be able to kind of keep this thing running uh, in that direction. So tell us what's on the docket for you, man. Where do you go from here now that your days at playing for Dutch Fork are kind of over, if you will, there. I know I, I think usually when you go to the All-Star Games, you usually let you take your helmet with you. But other than that, that's kind of the only signature that you'll have there with Dutch Fork on you other than what's on your heart. But where do you go here in the next couple of weeks here and uh, when do you plan to go to campus over there and uh, start your days over at Tennessee?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, at, you know, after the a season, um, you know, I'm going to stay in the weight room. I'm going to try not to do any other sports, you know, this year. And, you know, I'm a two sport athlete or three sport athlete sometimes, and, but I'm going to stop doing basketball. I'm going to stop doing track. And um, I'm just going to focus on the weight room and this is the first year I'll do that. And, Um, I want to hit, you know, 185 before I go to Tennessee. I I really believe I can. Um, But, you know, I just want to do that. That's my goal. That's the the goal I'm going to set. And, yeah, and then after that, you know, I I plan to be at, you know, Tennessee during the summer, you know, when I enroll. Uh, I'm not enrolling early this year. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be there, you know, this summer. And uh, that's when we start, and, you know, that's that's when we're going to get it on.
1: So tell us about the All Star game. I believe you're heading to the is it the Shrine Bowl that you're going to, uh to, to play at least to give one more opportunity to play a little high school ball with yes, some of the guys yes, and uh at least give us one more highlight reel before you call it a quits on the the high school level.
3: Yes, sir. Yeah, Shrine Bowl is where I'm going and um you know, I can't be a I can't wait to be a part. Um I think that starts next week, so um, you know, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um get to play with great guys. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going
1: to be fun. No doubt about it, brother. I want to say this to you. First of all, thanks for all the memories you gave Dutch Fork. Thanks for the opportunity for us to cover you here at Southern Sports Central and all that you do. Now, remember, when you leave our state, you're still part of our state. You're an ambassador, a representation of not only Dutch Fork, your family, of course, but all of us here at the Palmetto State. We're really proud of you, man. And I I hate that you're leaving the state of South Carolina to do what you do, but, you know, you couldn't have picked a better spot there. I'm a big-time – Supporter of uh, what Coach Pruitt's doing over there at Tennessee. He's doing it the right way. That's why you're seeing it take a little bit longer. Sometimes it takes a little longer when you do it the right way. That's why it's called. It's worth it, right? You get more out of it. But you guys are going to continue to do good things, and they're bringing you in there. And I'm pretty sure you're going to have an effect early. That's one thing. If you do it right, you you do it light. You don't. You do it wrong. You do it long. as one of our famous coaches here in Somerville says all the time. But you guys, you look. You're coming in there with a great work ethic, not only from your home. But from, of course, uh, your school as well, my friend, Doug. Uh, enjoy the day, man. Get in there to school. I'm sure you guys are going to be partying all week long. It's going to be a great week. And uh, just another day at the office for you guys on a Saturday. Just a little tougher day because Dorman gave you everything they had. But you guys come out victorious winning 34-31 in overtime for your fourth in a row state championship. Uh, I'll see you over there at the, at the Shrine Bowl. And, of course, I'll talk to you off the air as well. But we'll talk a few more times before you land over there in knoxville but i know we have a lot of guys and girls listening from knoxville here this morning so jalen anything you want to say to these guys where they're listening because i just got about 30 tweets at me sent right now uh saying we're glad excited to have them
3: yeah that just shows the passion of all fans um you know i can't wait to get started next year with them um you know they came to my game um this saturday and you know, I was thankful. I couldn't, I couldn't say hey to everyone. I couldn't say hey to everyone that I wish I could. But, um, you know, I can't wait to get started. Um, it's time, it's time to try to win this national championship. And um, I really believe um, this team next year is great. And um, you know, it's time, it's time to get started. That's
1: all I have to say. Go Vols. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Buddy, enjoy the day. God bless you. Take care, and we'll see you here in a few.
3: Yeah, thank you for this opportunity.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is a five-star cat on and off the field. Jalen Hyatt, a, a wide receiver. Uh, I had a chance to to meet him, to greet him, to have conversations with him off the uh, off the air and on the field. Uh, he recognized us pretty quick, Will, when we saw him there on the field. And, uh, you know, we got that big hug. And you could just see the look in his eyes, the appreciation. I saw him when he was warming up. He, I, I got the fist bump. Uh, that's, that's huge to me again, what we do here is just a small smidgen of, of what I get to do, the opportunities, the memories and the relationships that we
2: build on the show. And you got to see that firsthand this, this weekend. Yeah. And it was, it was spectacular. It was awesome. I uh, witnessed that, but also, you know, but something that, something that I continue to see and, and to, uh, just to learn. And it's being imprinted in my heart is that this is, this is bigger than football, this relationship um that we have with with the game but also with the players and uh you know Jalen, jaylen of course is is a um is a prime example and, and don't forget tyler uh olinchuk too his quarterback and um you know they, they were on the show this past week talking about um how they were they've been playing with each other since they were eight years old playing football uh with each other since they were eight and uh, just just to hear that that relationship that they have um it, it, it's it's so awesome to just continue to hear about it, and and the story never gets old because it, it's um and, and how how fitting that it was was that it was an overtime victory that um that needed to happen. They were down by three. All they needed was a touchdown, and lo and behold, Ty Ty throws a pass right in the back of the end zone. Jalen only Jalen could get up there and get it. Right, but he did. Right, and we're going to
1: get in here with Ty later this week a little bit, and and I thought about bringing him in here together, and I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, let's let's just let's get one in, let him have his moment. We'll bring in Ty uh, maybe tomorrow or Wednesday, and when we do that, of course, uh, you know he's going to Clemson to play baseball, so that uh, was his last final days in Dutch Fork, but now he'll play uh, this. We'll see him this weekend up in Myrtle Beach, where I'll be heading a few days during the week, but I'll definitely be there all day on Saturday. We have got to take a break because coming up next. We're taking a trip to Piedmont, South Carolina, where the 4A state champions, uh, that, of course, uh, is the Wren Hurricanes, are going to check in with us. So we'll do that with their defensive coach, Josh Abrams, and we'll get into that conversation. We're going to play the the clip that I got a chance to interview the coach's wife and all of that and much more as you're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio.
5: Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blues away.
0: Hey,
1: good morning, everybody. Again, here, 7.36 is the time now. We're going to check in now on the Matt's Burgers Hotlines. We go from Columbia, South Carolina to Piedmont, South Carolina. We're talking to champions here on our Monday edition of Southern Sports Central. We're going to check in now with a defensive coach over there with the Ren Hurricanes. That, of course, will be Josh Abrams. Josh, Coach Abrams, let's call you that. There you go. Coach Abrams, big win, big environment. You guys went against the defending state champions, Myrtle Beach. And, uh, man, you guys look good. Your quarterback, again, no surprise that Mr. Owens is going to have one of those Owens kind of days. But uh, wins this one, 35-23. You put 21 on the board in the first quarter. Sec, sec excuse me, on the second quarter you get seven of those so you're going up 28 to 17 at halftime and then you find another seven points that gave you 35 they put six on the board that gave them 23 that was the final here coach uh, top of the morning welcome back to uh, Southern Sports Central coach
6: good morning good morning thank you for having me again here thank you and uh, yes uh, it was a huge game I mean Joe what can you say but hey and Joe we trust and uh You know, he played magical. Offense played magical. I mean, just all great overall team effort.
1: Mr. Owens goes 22 for 37, no interceptions, 306 yards, four touchdowns. As long as one was 51. Unfortunately, uh, they got to him three different times in the backfield back there. But a very good defense from Myrtle Beach. They finally were able to get that. Actually, I think most of that came in the fourth quarter where they finally – we're able to figure out a little bit of what you guys were doing on the offense, but how about your team on the, the defensive squad? I thought looked really good, putting a lot of pressure on this young quarterback out of Myrtle Beach. He comes in three and zero. we had Ryan, uh, who's their, uh, their starting quarterback, Ryan Berger, a sophomore quarterback since, uh, their starting guys done he's out for the year, but you guys didn't even didn't skip a beat. You guys keep pushing on you put a lot of pressure there on your secondary guys, uh, to, to make sure they handle the receivers, to make sure they had to run the ball. Of course, your defensive line I thought looked as good as I've seen all night long, putting pressure on that front four, five, what have you there on the offensive side of the ball for Myrtle Beach, but never allowed them to get in any type of rhythm.
6: No, that and that's correct. Uh, we uh, you know we went in with a good game plan. I mean, we watched from just from watching film that a lot of teams was able to get a leg up on Myrtle Beach to start the game off. They just couldn't sustain it. And so, you know, with our offense clicking the way that they were clicking, as a defense, we felt like, hey, I mean, we're giving up 17 points a game this season. If we can keep it within that range, there's no reason why our offense couldn't, you know, put the points on the board and help us out. And, you know, they did a great job of just keeping the pressure on them. I mean, at one point it was 28-23 when they came out of half and scored on us on a long TD run. And, I mean, hey, the pressure was mounting on everybody because we knew this was their time. You know, Murder Beach is a great third-quarter, fourth-quarter team. And just to be able to sustain that and keep the pressure on them and force, you know, force their quarterback to make the great plays. And and he had a he had a big arm. Oh, my God, that first TD he threw, that kind of stunned us for a second. Like, okay, yeah, it it's just as advertised as film. And, I mean, with any quarterback, you put pressure on them, you know, sooner or later the mistakes are going to come. And that comes even like the great Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's, you see. With pressure, you know, you can get to the quarterback and force him to make some mistakes, and we was able to do that.
1: Live right now with the defensive coach over there for the Ren Hurricanes. They pick up their first state championship ever in the in the school history here on Saturday night showdown in Wayne's Bright Stadium. They beat out, of course, uh, the Myrtle Beach Seahawks, which Myrtle Beach came in here, the defending state champions. Not even, not even, I would say, nudged a little bit was anybody on that Hurricane staff, from the coaches to the players. And and you mentioned making sure you get to that quarterback. And when he was able to put a few of those in, and the producer actually just chimed in while you were speaking and said, you know, the one big play that he remembered was that interception in the back of the end zone. Again, when he even got close, you guys on as far as your secondary team was able to really kind of put a lot of pressure there on your, uh, I'd say on their receivers a little bit. And that's something that I'm not sure – that Ryan Berger maybe thought he was going to see. But, however, you know Myrtle Beach, they trailed in every game they had been in. Up until that game, they trailed in that game. So, I mean, they did have that going against them. Unfortunately, when you get a team like this, that of Piedmont, uh, South Carolina, the Red Hurricanes, you can't let them get a lead because, I tell you what, it's hard to come back from it. Uh, you've seen that with Dutch Fork, also a big team, and, and good teams do that. You know, you see those championship-style teams. Coach, I want to play this interview. I had a chance to catch up with the head coach's wife, and I know you know her personally. Uh, of course, the head coach is over there in Myrtle Beach right now coaching up uh, uh, the kids at the North-South game. That's the North team that he'll coach. But uh, this is the head coach's wife with me right after the game. I always try to highlight the uh, the, the big, I say, game players and game changers. And to me, the coach's wife it isn't getting better than this. Coach, hold tight. So
0: I, I can't express the feeling because we've waited a long time for this. And this, this is our school. Me and Jeff actually graduated from Wren High School, and we've waited a long time. This is the first time in 62 years we've come to this. I love you. And
1: I tell you what, this is a great group of boys, a great group of coaches, and they make it easy. They make it easy to give you. Of course, that's the head coach's uh, wife there talking their coach, about how uh, you guys make it easy. The team makes it easy, how much they appreciate and, and really I think the other side of that is is that both of these individuals graduated from this school. For him to bring a state championship back to the same school that he walked the halls, that he was a part of, that he watched grow from where it was to where it is. Tell us a little bit about the coach and his wife and and, and that environment that you just kind of hear. You can hear in her voice how much they appreciate what you guys do.
6: Well, 1st off, big dig up some Mama Tate. She, you'd be surprised how, how easy she makes things for all of us as a staff. And, I uh, mean, it's funny because when we beat Ridgeview, uh, me and Coach Ison was uh, doing laundry at the time, and we was by ourselves just reflecting on it. We were just happy that we were going to state. And she came in when everybody was gone said, hey, I forgot to say congrats. I didn't see y'all when we were celebrating, so I wanted to make sure I found y'all too. And she gave us a big hug, said congratulations. Of course, we got one more to go and a lot of words of encouragement and that speaks to the volumes of the kind of character that she is and coach Tate is. And I mean, and they're not the only two, there's uh, various people on our staff that graduated from Ren. I mean, those people I've never, you know, me and coach, Eisen, you know, we're not from here and, and to see them bring us in and take us in, take our families in, as it, you know, my son was out there and just the, the joy on his face and you people were celebrating with him. Like he's been on, like he's on the team himself. And, you know, he was only in eighth grade. So he's, you know, he's enjoying it, and the way that they took us in, brought us in, and make us feel like family, I mean, it just speaks volumes. And for Coach Tate to trust us with the defense and say, like, when things went wrong, he never, you know, he never screams at us. He says, hey, y'all get it done. And and that's that's the end of it. He trusts us enough to make those adjustments, to make all the changes, and to be the defense that he expects us to be. And it, I just can't thank them enough. And it speaks volumes on their character and the ring community itself. Just from how they accept us, and I'm just glad to just to be able not just for my own state championship, but for the community, for the school, for just for everybody. The whole thing just been been one big <laughs> feel like one big dream. Somewhere and it's still going.
1: Live right now with the defensive coach over there at, of course, uh, Wren High School. The Hurricanes blew through Columbia on uh, Saturday night. Boy, the flags were flying. The smiles were given out. And they were free of charge, of course. Uh, the emotions were there. And, and it was kind of neat for me because, you know, about halftime, I usually about third quarter I head from the press box down on the football field and I hung out with a couple guys you probably are well of. Of course, uh, South Carolina's got a quarterback, Mr. Eric. Who was on the roster and on the uh, on the game plan over there for Coach Muschamp and the Gamecocks? He's a ren, former quarterback, and then another guy uh, that we all know about, uh, Mr. Kelly Bryant, who went to be a Tiger at Clemson, transferred up to Missouri, and there he stands beside me. And he and I hung out along with Yurik and of course uh, Mr. Ramon, who works with a lot of your quarterbacks. We're sitting there watching uh, Mr. Owens have a highlight reel and do something that neither one of these two quarterbacks, even though they play power five football they don't have a state championship ring to talk about but uh you know owens does and uh, that being said i looked at uh both those guys and i said man you guys are kind of like a quarterback factory and the football factory all at one i saw a lot of things that quite frankly impressed me with not just the quarterback play of course that's a big thing and you look at the historical part of that which you've got all these guys that come through the Ren pipeline if you will and they're playing not just college football. They're playing in the SEC. That's a big deal, and that's got to be something you guys are proud of there in Piedmont, but you look at everybody flying around the ball. You saw how these guys are really getting after it from the whistle to the end of that final whistle there in the fourth quarter. Talk to us a little bit about the, the quarterback deal and, and how big a role is it to have Kelly Bryant and, and Eureka around uh, the Gamecock quarterback and all these other guys who seem to still come back and give back to the community and to that high school.
6: Oh man, it's, it's- Awesome. Just from, I mean, whenever you get a chance to visit back and give back to your to your high school, it speaks volumes of you as a character and the reflection that you have. Maybe not on the seniors, but yeah, but also like on the freshmen and sophomores. Like they know who they are. They know Kelly Bryant. I mean, I seen Kelly Bryant his senior year when I was at Seneca. I I faced Jay York twice that easily. So it was funny to actually get a chance to speak with them, like, hey, I remember you from this. And, you know, we had a good laugh of that. And, and my son, he's a big Kelly Bryant fan. So in the midst of all the celebration, I said, hey, Kelly, did I already be taking a picture of my son? So, of course. And, you know, my son, was, was like, she's from ear to ear. So, and <laughs> I, I know, I, I believe he understands it, but some athletes don't understand the impact that you have on, a young man or, or or a young lady that's excited to see you, that that knows who you are and the communities built around you. So, I mean, it's just been to have that. And then Ramon, I mean, the work he's done, you know, you can see it every every post that he makes, you know, quarterbacks are just going right. to him because, hey, what what he does is working. I mean, he gets them in great gear, gets them working, gets them with footwork, gets them with throwing. And, I mean, just a- able to speak with him a couple times, And you know, he said, hey, go ahead, do what you got to do. Cause, and I told him, I said, hey, Coach, uh I know he's one of your quarterbacks. He said, "Hey, I ain't got nothing to do with this one. <laughs> y'all go ahead and do y'all thing." So, so that was just funny. From there, like I was like, all right. just uh, just facing one of his quarterbacks again. I was like, all right. Well, if he's coached by Ramon, he's gonna have good footwork, good arm strength, good throwing mechanics. So we gotta make sure we're on our p's and q's and not give him time to set and make the, the good throws. And when he did, you can see that he they was able to complete them. But when we was able to get pressure on him. You know, Aaron throws, you know, overthrows, and we were able to make good plays off of with Palacheri and uh, Harrison.
1: Yeah, there's so many great plays and so many, gr- I would say, opportunities to see what you guys are putting together the game film that you guys put in, the work that you put in, knowing that you took that road trip and, and, and really kind of embraced it all. And again, I got to see you guys come home. Uh, but before we talk about your parade, there was a piece in there. Where at the end of the game, the Myrtle Beach football player, I believe is a junior. I had a chance to talk to him right after the game. I met his parents, of course. I'm from Myrtle Beach. I didn't go to Myrtle Beach high school. I went to Sackastee, which is the rival to Myrtle Beach, and usually we don't get along. But I have a lot of lot of love for the guys on the Grand Strand, growing up in that area, of course. But uh, you see the tears coming out of his face. Uh, with just, it, it's a hard thing to win. It's a hard thing to lose, and when and you get that close to winning a championship, but I watched one of your guys, number 52, uh, on the field kneeled down there with him, looked like he was praying with him, having that conversation. He kept telling, hey, look, man, you guys guys are a great team. You know, you guys are really good. And uh, he had a couple of words of encouragement to see that sportsmanship from what you guys were able to do. First of all, tell us, if if you know off the top of your head, number 52 uh, that was leaned down there to have that conversation. And when he was done, a bunch of your other players came over and hugged on the guy. And I thought that was a really first-class move. And it's things like that that separate, uh, you know, the guys that do what they do and say what they're going to do. Of course, you guys proved it there. But uh, tell us about that experience if you had a chance to see it there over there on social media.
6: Oh, yeah, that's our, our right tackle, Hunter Fountain. And and that's just, like you said, the character. Character is a huge thing. It's a huge thing that Coach Tate uh, emphasizes, just being a good person. I mean, we're. I mean, you can think about it. we're We're two plays away from being on the other end of that perspective. And it's always tough. That's the worst thing about sports is someone has to win, someone has to lose. You know, whether we like it or not, that's why we compete. And, you know, they worked hard. I mean, 55, I mean, I've seen him play both ways. He's a very dominant defensive lineman. I mean, he was awesome. Like, and just watching him when our offense was out there, especially the D-line of Myrtle Beach, they all were just just mayhem kids just running around making plays. And then, you know, to come down to the end and see like, hey, you know, you went 14-0. and you're going for perfection. You want another state title. You know, you just won it last year. And to have it come to an end the way it did, I mean, it is heartbreaking. And you, you feel for the kid, and it it kind of sucks to make it bittersweet, like, yeah, we won, but uh, I don't want to, you know, it sucks to do it at that expense of another of another person's feelings. And for Hunter to go over there and just talk to him, you know, I told him before when I was just shaking hands, like, hey, 55, you're going to be bright, and I'm going to be watching you for a long time, just watching, you know, and he you know, said, thank you, coach. And you could see the, the tears on his face, how much he wanted it, how much they wanted it as they're hugging each other. And for Hunter to go over there and just talk to him, you know, kneel down with him, be be in that situation with him. That speaks on his character as a person. And, I mean, can no other player. I wouldn't have another player do that besides him. So, you know, it was a touching moment just to see it. In the midst of our celebration, you got a guy willing to put his feelings to the side, put his, you Know winning feeling to the side and go control someone that's, that's hurting. So, I mean, just big ups to Hunter on that one.
1: Live right now with the defensive side of the coach. Uh, of course, uh, that's Coach Abrams. Josh Abrams has uh, taken this team on the defensive side on his shoulders here, done a great job with them. Able to really, uh, I would say, handle Myrtle Beach as good as anybody this, uh, this past weekend there. They, of course, went into halftime only giving up 17 on the board. Uh, they got close. Myrtle Beach did with putting 14, but you all slowed them down right before the half. They had to settle for a field goal there, Again, they went 17 uh, on the board defensively, so that made the game of course 28-17. They come out, and you guys stalled them. I mean, the rest of the way they only putting six on the board, and then shut them out in the fourth quarter. Uh, then you head back home. You celebrate. I had a chance to talk to your head coach over there, Coach State, and I talked about uh, a lot of things. We'll play that interview here in just a few, but when you guys got back on that bus and you made that road trip back to Piedmont, that had to be the the best ride home you've ever had, you know, and definitely for these young athletes, man, I couldn't imagine, but you get home and I watched this thing last night and it it almost brought a tear to my eyes watching you guys pull up to that main strip. You see your principal there on the stage. He's got the trophy, the the band's playing, everybody's getting it going. You see the crowd is there. And these athletes jump up on this stage, and man, it looked as if it was like celebrate New Year's Eve in Times Square. What a great environment and a great job by the town of Piedmont, by the uh, the school, of course, of uh, Rent High School, the principal, everybody across the board, the administration. You could tell they were all engaged and on board. Tell us that feeling when you pulled up to that town and you saw how many people. Came from all over. I mean, I'm sure there were people from other towns that came in to celebrate with you guys. Because usually that's how it works there, coach.
6: coaching. it was funny. It reminded me of a like a Remember the Titans or Friday Night Lights kind of movie scene. Uh, you know, I'm more of a city guy, so I've never seen a town, you know, shut down the way it did when they just when we were leaving, and then come back and they're all you know, waiting for us. You know, you see, I've seen Chapman do it for years on end since moving down here because, they, you know, they constantly win. And to see it firsthand, and it really speaks on what Coach Tate said when we, just when I first got on staff. It was like, hey, we take care of ours. Just, just just, remind yourself of that. And that's an embodiment of what that statement was, just, uh, you know, meeting the principal again. He was like, hey, Coach Ames, great job, uh, awesome job, meeting the fans, the parents. You know, the kids, they're still smiling ear to ear. I mean, yes, but that that ride back, it was – and me personally, I was tired. I'm exhausted. You know, the coaches staff, most of us, we were exhausted. Like, okay, yeah, we won the state, but that was a very stressful game. Just from the ups and downs, you know, football can be a roller coaster ride. And uh, to be able to come back and celebrate with everybody there, I mean, especially for the kids, to see them parade around, I mean, it was just awesome. from From all from the top to the top players to the bottom players, to the young men, the freshmen – the JV guys, the cheerleaders, it didn't matter. You were, you're were part of this program. You're going to celebrate with us because without them, we wouldn't be where we are today.
1: Well, Coach, we appreciate everything that you guys did from all the coaches to the administration to your athletic director. I got a chance, by the way, to meet your co-athletic director there on uh, Saturday night. We'll connect again here hopefully this week. but. You know, pass the word along to all of your players today when you guys uh, see them say, hey, look, Rich said, this is our show. We want to get on there and and let's talk to you. I don't care who you are, where you played. You know, if you were part of the excitement on Saturday night, we'd love to hear from your guys. I definitely would like you to connect with me with Mr. Hunter Fountain. I think that that character award is huge. I mean, there's so many things. We talk about touchdowns until we're blue in the face and a great run down the sideline. But, when you see another man hurting and you decide to go down on a knee with him and, and, and talk to him, that's, that's a first-class move, and, and that's something that you can't teach kid. That's that heart that we hear a lot of coaches talking about. And I think uh, Hunter Felton, uh, number 52, of course, you said he plays both ways, uh, showed a great example of what the game is all about. And it's a lot bigger off the field than it is on the field. But, uh, Coach, congratulations on the first-ever win of a state champion over there, of course, at uh, Red Hurricanes over there in Piedmont, South Carolina. You put them on the map. Coming out of Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, keep celebrating, have fun. And I'm going to get you back in here with me later this week because there's some other stuff I want to talk to you about because you did play high school ball. You played college ball out of the state of Ohio. You played for my Packers for a little while and played some, uh, well, arena football. So you've got a a long resume that I could use you here on the show, and I just appreciate you giving me your morning, giving me your time, and giving those kids all the time you did. And, again, thank your other half as well and all those – uh, evolved around you for the memories and the moments that you give up so that you can go do what you were able to do Saturday night. And, uh, again, uh, God bless. Take care and have a great week.
6: You too. Thank you very much. God bless.
1: There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, the defensive side of the ball, that's the mind that mattered on, on the course Saturday night, because I'm telling you, if you don't give the credit to a young kid, Ryan Berger, who I'm going to show him some love real quick there. He was the, uh, the quarterback for, um, for uh Myrtle Beach. He goes in eighteen for thirty-five. He uh had two interceptions, uh two hundred and fourteen yards, fifty nine was his longest pass of the night. He was sacked four times and and Will I I think that was kind of the thing. They were able to to kind of key in on, on a little bit of it. He's never been there before. And you, you saw it very rarely because he does work with uh, a really good coaching uh quarterback coach, if you will. And uh Mr. Ramon, of course, does uh coach multiple quarterbacks all throughout, not just the state of South Carolina, but around. But he does work a lot with a lot of these guys. Mason Garcia is one of his guys. Uh, that gentleman we just mentioned is one of his guys. Owens is one of his guys. So he's got guys all over the field, but he also has played the game. Right. And, and I think that's the thing. He's played the game. He understands the game. And he demands their best game when they're practicing just as if they're playing.
2: Yeah. And that's key. That's key, right? That, that That's one of the major uh, things, the fundamentals, if you will, um, you know, talk to the identity of your game. If you're if you're capable of being able to uh, to do that, to step up in big moments. And like, I want to give a huge um, shout out. Of course, you know, um, Coach Abrams uh, that we just got off the phone with. Uh, he's the defensive coach, is what right. you said. Yeah. So, um, like, huge shout out to um, his uh, his secondary, um, more specifically Harrison Morgan, who's the one that uh, ended up coming down with that interception in the, in the back of the end zone to really put it away with about. I uh, I would I would say maybe uh I'm I'm just trying to look here, maybe two minutes left on the clock and then there were just a couple of more plays um that that Ren uh put. Yeah, it started the drive at uh two minutes and fifty nine seconds. Um and it because it was a touchback, it started at the twenty yard line and that, that was uh kind of the uh the final breaking point or or something to seal the deal. Um but I mean huge shout out to um the Ren defense, especially the secondary for being able to come down with those plays and to be able to make those um, those huge um, plays whenever Myrtle Beach would make those mistakes. And I, I mean, the, the results showed it on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, no doubt about
2: it. Let's check in real quick. This was
1: an interview from their head coach of their Ren High School. Coach Tate and I had a chance to talk. Of course, he talked to the rest of the media as well. But I asked him about coach. Uh, I said, coach, how about Mr. Owens, what does he mean to you? But before we get to that part of the interview, we will go ahead and play the entire thing here. This is the 4A state champion head coach, uh, Coach Tate, with the Wren Hurricanes. Oh,
0: I don't know about it feels right now. an <laughs> amazing well, I think the determination
7: of right, our young men, I tell you, they, they were relentless to defense. I thought we had a good pace on offense We did, did a couple of things that really helped us in the run game as well. Uh, I think it's just an awesome performance overall. really proud of our kids. Our coaches Extremely extremely well, beautiful. beautiful one of our school, our community, our alumni,
0: together, all of the players and coaches. it's just an awesome feeling. I'm, I'm <laughs> thankful for
7: those okay. coaches.
0: Okay. This was is, is just something
7: that we really could not have written a script for or even planned out. It was. And the good Lord above is watching over us so to keep us healthy. And I'm just so thankful that I have a chance to be a part of this tonight and, and this season. But you made history tonight, first time ever for this cruise.
0: What are you feeling right
7: now? I didn't make history. Those young men that played football made history. These guys are the ones who sacrificed, who worked, and were so committed. Those were the guys who, who fought tooth and nail to get us here. And the hard part's getting here, it's difficult to get here. And they—they're tough kids. They've proven all along that they're resilient. And again, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can say, but sometimes you—you know—you just feel like it's your year. And we felt like all along that we had a chance if we could just stay healthy and get here and have a chance to compete. And thank God they did. Yeah. And
0: how are you celebrating tonight, coach?
7: I'm going back to our stadium with my family, with my friends, our alumni so that we can all celebrate and do this together. Uh, well,
0: thanks so much, Coach. I've to talk to my time. wife. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, Yes! <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, you didn't look <laughs> the like the team that had <inaudible> never been here before tonight. President Y'all looked for class very relaxed. on uh,
7: from the get the get-go. I don't know. Everybody has their own perception of other schools. That guy's been like that all season. Our our motto and our what we try to do is just play hard for one another and go have fun. with the game. And you know they did. They played exceptionally hard. They they did everything they could to get to get here and they performed at a high level against a really good football team. Coach, tell me about your quarterback Owen, oh, How special is he? And how does he mean for his program? But I tell you what, he's, 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 as good a player he is, he's a much better person. He's a great leader, a great competitor. He keeps his cool. You guys probably know. I don't know if he broke his hand in the first quarter or not, but he's got a big old knot. Coach, I'm not coming out. I tell him, I want to check and make sure he's okay. It's, no, I think he's okay, just a bad contusion. Whole night long, and he competed. Uh, but that's the way he's been. Uh, he's a special young man. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for all our kids, everybody that's involved in this program.
8: You
7: know, so for everybody
1: the that's been involved at the Ren Ren. Tell us about that big embrace the Eli will. will be by Eli and I go back a long way. All right, guys, course so That is the uh, the winning head coach of the 4A state champion Wren Hurricanes. They win their first ever state championship. Uh, and, and I tell you, I feel like I know that family over there pretty well. I had a chance to talk to his wife, who, of course, uh, is, uh, is a big role to the success in that program there. For her to sacrifice, to give up, to be a part of the things that she is and to uh, play the coach's wife. Well, I tell you, I meet a lot of them because I believe that is the huge foundation of any successful program is, is the coach's wife's there. So uh, congratulations to everybody. Like you said, involved over there at Wren high school in Piedmont, South Carolina, you go an incredible, I mean, an incredible fashion and a season to remember as you guys uh, continue just to take care of business. You finish of course, uh, with that win, if I'm not mistaken, you go in there and, and you handle business with a 13-2 and two record. You went 4-1 and one in your region. But the most importantly, you come home with the hardware and you celebrate a big-time victory. Let's head to a quick break at uh, this top of the hour here. We're a little bit behind, but hey, no worries. When you run the show, you get to call the shots. But that being said, uh, we'll come back. When we do, we're heading to the Grand Strand, to the headquarters of the North-South big-time game coming up Saturday. It's an all-star event there. The best of the best. will size up and play together for the first time, maybe ever, uh, as we'll have uh, Coach Schmitty coming in here. Coach Brian Smith, he is the athletic director and the head coach of C.E. Murray. He is coaching the defensive backs over there. Coming up next in Southern Sports Central, part of the Blog Talk Radio Family Network.
9: My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the tent farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be
5: alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I was not alarm. I called the farm.
2: I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my
10: own hometown. I called the tent farm and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed, I called the farm.
9: I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the tent farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed, call the farm.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Ullman here, live on Southern Sports Central, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network family here. And, uh, of course, we want to uh, thank everybody who's been a part of the uh, all the action with uh, our number one. Of course, uh, without them, this show, of course, uh, wouldn't be as good. Let's be honest. Jalen Hyatt brings uh, the excitement here to the show every morning here when he joins us here early, seven fourteen. He jumped in here with us. He's committed to the University of Tennessee. He'll be involved here just Minutes away, of course, he signed and sealed. Well, he'll sign, actually, I think uh, the signing day is actually the 18th is the actual signing day. It's an early signing period. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute with the coach that we have on the, uh, on the uh, show coming up now with us. But uh, he'll be down that way, I believe, sometime in the summertime. He said maybe July is when he'll get there. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Coach Bruitt on the sideline on Saturday. Man, they're excited about having that young man. So uh, they'll hate to see him go at Dutch Fort, but they'll be excited to see him over in Knoxville. Then at 7.30, we head over to the 4A championship team. That is the Ren Hurricanes in Piedmont, South Carolina. The defensive coach joined us. Josh Abrams talked to us a lot about all the winning and what it took to get there. Of course, the parade that happened when they got back, the festivities before, after, and, of course, during, and all the fun things that happened in that a full quarter matchup between the defending state champion, Myrtle Beach Seahawks, and they went against a good team, but they were ready, and they, of course, uh, pulled that one out. Thirty-five twenty-three. Not really much of a of a battle because I tell you what, Mr. Owens, he lived up to the hype. Not only did I believe he broke the record in all time scoring, he hit four touchdowns in doing so. Of course, he ends up uh, going twenty-two for thirty-seven, three hundred six yards. Fifty-one was his longest pass of the night. So that, with that being said, we thank those guys for joining us in hour number one, and we start off hour number two up there on the Grand Strand in my hometown up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, with Coach Smitty. Coach uh, Brian Smith, is the Athletic director, he's the head football coach. But this week and this weekend, he'll coach the best of the best when it comes to defensive backs over there at the North-South game. Coach Smitty, thanks for hanging out with us, buddy.
9: Thanks, guys, for having us on. But I'm actually the defensive line coach this week. And uh, right oh. now me and coach, Stog- coach Stogner, the defensive coordinator at our are headed to practice, and uh, we're we're excited.
1: Man, I tell you what, I got two coaches in here with us, rolling deep to the show. You guys must have left breakfast just moments ago. Is that what happened?
9: We did. Uh, The guys ate (laughs) breakfast a little while ago. We're going to start practice here at 9 o'clock and try to get after it. We got a very talented group of guys out here. I think one of the most talented groups of players in North-South history.
1: Yeah, we actually had one of your guys that you're going to be coaching up a little bit here, Brandon Johnson, committed to Navy with us here on the air Thursday uh and uh, he had mentioned to me he's excited to go uh, play with a lot of the guys that he's played against for so long he's read about for so long but he also talked to me off the air about getting a chance to to work uh with some new coaches and new opportunities to grow a little bit just to hear it from a different angle of course uh your name came up there coach because he knows you come in here and contribute to southern sports central on a regular basis of course we talk over there on jb show on sc varsity as well but uh, talk to us about some of these guys. Who are some of the guys, or maybe all the guys, that you're looking forward to working with that you've read about, you've heard about us on on different shows like right. this one or JB's shows?
9: Right. Well, again, we we got a talented team. There's so many guys this year that are moving on to play at the next level. Our defensive line, we have, uh, like you said, Brendan Johnson going to Navy, well, his counterpart, Emmanuel Johnson, is also with us, and I heard he's uh, going to Georgia Tech, so that, that's awesome. And then Garrett Hike of Chapin's going to be headed to William & Mary. Brandon Wilson from Battery Creek, another defensive end, is headed to Georgia Southern. So we got some uh, talented fellas on that front line. Uh, our quarterback will be Mr. Tyler Olenchuk, coming off a state championship, along with Jai Tolan of Gilbert, two very talented quarterbacks, and we're looking forward to, you know, like I said, seeing those guys on the field here today and throughout the week. Wide receiver wise, uh, you know, you got some talented guys out here as well with uh, Raheem White from Bluffton and uh, Jacob Quillin from Wilson High School, Mike Jones from Swansea. I mean, you're talking to all those guys that are six three or taller and can go get the ball. And then you got guys like. Uh, a. Sanders, I call him, from Airport High School. Very fast and lightning fast. And Devontae Allen from Marion, another lightning fast player that we look forward to seeing. And then Coach Cagle, who's our defensive coordinator from Gilbert, his guys in that defensive backfield are extremely talented. You have Antonio McKnight from C. Murray, Terry Fields from May River High School, who's, a, I believe, a Middle Tennessee uh, commitment. And then you have um, – at-state commitment, and K-Ron Filler, uh another guy that's very talented. So there's a lot of talent on this field this week. I know the North Squad's very talented as well. Coach Tate, oh, I, I believe you just had on. Coach Tate's coaching the North Squad. He's their offensive coordinator, so it should, it should be a fun
1: week. Man, i tell you, a lot of talent not only on the roster but on the coaching tree as well. And I know Somerville's got over there Brody Hopkins, one of the big tall receivers, kind of a kid who's going to go play baseball. Uh, like Olinchuk, he'll be playing baseball uh, actually at the College of Charleston. That would be of course uh, Mr. Brody Hopkins. But there's it, this has got to be a fun another deal. Very, and I,
9: another very talented player who can play multiple positions all over the field. Uh, we're definitely excited about him.
1: Now, Coach, tell us a little bit about the festivities this week. I think you guys had something yesterday. I was trying to get up that way, but we didn't get back from Columbia until about 2 o'clock Saturday morning, Sunday morning, if you will. Uh, but I guess things kind of kicked off yesterday, all the cats coming into campus, you guys getting uh, comfortable, getting them, I guess, situated in the rooms and making sure that they understood the rules and regulations for what you expect out of them. But what is practice, the schedule this week? And uh, tell us about the big game coming up on, uh, on Saturday. And I'm hoping I'm going to get you – three or four times this week to kind of recap us and update us on what's happening up there on this big week.
9: Right. Well, today we'll have two a day starting at 9 o'clock, going about 9 to 11, 30-ish uh, is the first practice. Then later this afternoon, 3 to 5, another practice. In between there's a little downtime, eating time, meeting time. Uh, that's kind of the schedule until Wednesday. And then Thursday they have their big uh, – t- take a kid to get a toy day kind of thing where, you know, there's a couple needy kids in the area, which is awesome that, again, uh, Coach Dula, the Coaches Association does such a great job putting on this North-South game. Uh, Scott Early as the game director along with uh, uh, with the whole staff of the Coaches Association does an awesome job just putting this game on. I believe it's, you know, the best all-star game probably in the country to be a part of, uh, they treat everybody first class and the, the the kids, uh, love it. It's an awesome experience, but but like I said, on Thursday, they'll take kids out and go buy toys for them at target. And that's a huge deal. And then, uh, Friday, they have a semi cookout for the guys and, and a relaxation time. And then Saturday at 1230, we kick off. So it's a, it's a packed week full of excitement and energy for these guys. And, and uh, like I said, North-South does a fantastic job putting this show on.
1: Live right now with the uh, – well, he's coaching the defensive line here with the Chapin's coach over there, which uh, led the, uh, the 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 coach from Chapin. No, I actually was on the phone last night with his radio guys. They reached out to me on social media, and he and me just kind of talked a little bit about what we do in radio. It's, it's, it's interesting how the world of sports never stops growing, never has – you know, that relationship's bonded all the way through the radio broadcast teams and stuff, but – That being said, on Saturday, you guys are going to kick off at 1230. Have they moved the location? It's been a while since I've been up there. Uh, It used to be at Dugshaw Memorial Stadium. Did they move that? Still at Myrtle Beach
9: High School, Dugshaw Stadium, still here. And, uh, again, Coach Mickey Wilson and the Myrtle Beach staff do a great job, too, being available and helping everybody this week and making sure we have everything that we need. And, you know, hats off to them, you know especially after, you know, coming off the state championship game, they're still here helping everybody. So that says a lot about their
1: program. No doubt about it. I grew up up there. Went to Sacrecy back in the day. Coach Renfro was my baseball coach through uh, eighth grade and my freshman year and then sophomore. He stepped up to the athletic director role. Uh, so I'm very familiar with the Grand Strand, the Myrtle Beach guys, and the first-class treatment that they're going to give you guys all week long. Uh, before I get you out of here, I know you got to get out in the car and go coach these kids up a little bit. You saw the championship games on Saturday and Friday. Uh, just from your – athletic director role, your head coach football. You've seen a lot of these cats uh, all season long. What did you take out of the the weekend of champions and and seeing what happened on Friday and Saturday?
9: Well, it was a great weekend like I expected and I think uh, pretty much had them all covered except for I I thought Saluda Barnwell would have been a little bit more competitive than what it was, but Noah Bell had a day to remember and uh, just tore it up. and That's awesome for that kid in that community uh you know hats off to them they they definitely showed out and uh all the games were i think fantastic games and uh you know it, it was much to be expected i mean that dutch fork Dorman game i think is an all time classic again so that's the second time in 3 years we've been lucky enough to see that uh matchup between two powerhouses and it, and it was it was two powerhouses going at it it was a fun game to watch as a coach and, and as a fan. It was entertaining back and forth, so that's what you want to see. But I, I guess the main theme of the week is quarterbacks. I mean, there were some dynamic quarterbacks in all the game. You mentioned the kid at Wren. Uh, wow, what a game he had. You had the kid at Chapman put on a show. Then you had Noah Bell again with to put on a show. And then Bubba Elliott in the 1A game, you know, that kid doesn't get enough credit either for Green Sea Floyd. He, he won back-to-back state championships. And uh, I know uh, some news outlets call him the race car driver. Well, he's fast like a race car driver, that's for sure. And uh, he led Green C to back-to-back state titles, and that's awesome for that community as well. So, you know, it was interesting, too, to see a lot of first-time and a long-time champions. You know, Wren, Saluda, uh, both won – championships you know for the first time in a long time so that's great to see for high school athletics in the state of south carolina that you know two new schools won a state championship this week
1: no doubt about it coach as always we appreciate what you are and what you do for the communities that you're in and everywhere that you just seem to travel you have a huge effect on the young athletes around you so we greatly appreciate your time and and the energy that you give and all that you do here uh, on our show, I know Jim Baxter, when uh, you help him out, you do the same for him, and we appreciate all the, the time and energy, man, because it seems like, uh, again, football is a time that you used to sleep, you used to stop, you used to have one of those moments where you could go do something different. But if you're not getting ready for the next season, the next game, uh, you kind of fall behind pretty quickly here. Uh, the last final thing I'm going to ask you, this is about the transfer portal. Yep. Uh, to me personally, this is not a good idea. I don't like it. It becomes basically a draft for those on the college front, because they're able to go into this portal first and then to the high school campuses second. Your, your thoughts on this transfer portal, and if you look at the uh, the games coming up in the championship uh, series, the, the final four, three out of the four teams actually have those transfer portal quarterbacks playing on their sidelines.
9: Correct, correct. I think it's not only has it hurt college football, I think it's trickled down to high school recruiting where – there's a lot of schools waiting now to offer kids based off of what comes out in the transfer portal. And I think that's a bad trend. I, I don't like it as a coach. I don't, I don't like it as a fan of the game. You know, I'm one of these, I guess, old school guys that believes in loyalty, loyalty to your program, loyal, but I get it. On the other hand, I know, I know college football is a huge business and that's where all this is coming from. But at the same time, You know, my old school roots kick in. I believe in loyalty. I, I, it's just to me, it's hurt the game's image a little bit. It's hurt, uh, like I said, recruiting a little bit. You, You don't see some schools anymore. They're kind of waiting on the transfer portal, and you're like, well, I got a guy ready right now who wants to come to your school, and they're like, well, we're waiting on two in the transfer portal. Uh, I don't get it. I, I don't like it, but. It's the time of the times, I guess. we got to move on from it, and that's the way it's going to be, I think, from here on out, unfortunately. But, again, uh, we appreciate all you you guys do for high school sports. It's so great that you guys cover high school sports because, you know, in this time and age, we need it. We need the coverage. We need guys like yourself and and Southern Sports Central – uh, publicizing these kids because they deserve it. They could be doing so many other things this day and age, other than playing sports. They have a whole lot more distractions than we had growing up. And uh, on another note, I, I do want to, I, I know you mentioned wives earlier. I, I got to mention uh, <laughs> my wife, Lucy Smith, who's at home with our young child this week while I'm off having fun, uh, uh, coaching these guys and, and, and loving football. She's, she's at home with, My son, John Wilder, by herself. And then Mara Stogner, Coach Stogner's wife, doing the same thing with her two sons. So uh, hats off to them. You know, those coaches' wives, they're a special group themselves, like you said earlier. And I know Coach Tate's wife real well. Uh, We had pleasure to meet her a while back. She's awesome as well. So, uh, again, hats off to all the coaches' wives out there who, you know, this week they're on their own while we're out here at Myrtle Beach having fun playing football. So, uh, again, that's a, a a great thing that a lot of people don't uh, seem to understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys had to – man, I tell you, you poor guys are up there in Myrtle Beach. I mean, I don't know what you guys upset somebody, man. But, <laughs> man, in a hotel in Myrtle Beach, they're feeding you. You're playing football all week long. Two-a-days, you poor things. Man, it's just an awful – what an awful life. Right, we, we kind of feel,
9: feel like college coaches <laughs> this week.
1: You do. <laughs> But you know what? You guys deserve it as much as the players do. You guys sacrifice 365. There is no days off uh, because, again, if you're not on the field, if you're not in the weight room, if you're not busting it in the classroom, you're falling behind and it's not happening. You know what takes you to do in five years, you can ruin it in about 30 minutes. and You've seen that on social media. You see it in and out of the classrooms, right? So, uh, Coach, do me a favor this week. I'm going to get you out and let you go out there and and, and coach them up. But get me some guys. I'd love for you to, you know, let them stand beside you. Excuse me. When you call in. You know, have them there. It could be an offensive guy. You can get me Brody, of course. I know he likes to talk a little bit. Uh, Ty loves to talk a lot. He came on the show last week. But get me some of the guys who you feel that, that may not or may have had an opportunity sure. to talk uh, on the radio. Let's give them a moment. They deserve it. They've worked hard at this point. I know Brandon's going to check in. And, you know, we've got three or four guys that we know. But I want to I want you to introduce me to somebody I don't know, right? That That's kind of what we do yeah. here. Let's give somebody a voice here on the show this week.
9: Well, I know one you guys need to get to know again. It's another Green Sea kid. A.J. Campbell of Green Sea plays defensive back for the South team. And uh, he's a kid who will light you up. I saw it in person a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, he lit my team up. (laughs) Uh, He'd be a great one to have on to kind of get some publicity to that kid. Uh, That kid deserves it. it. Again, another grand strand kid. And uh, he's definitely a heck of a player.
1: Well, you so know we'll, I got to take we'll care of my guys on the grand strand.
9: <laughs> we'll def we'll definitely do that and check back in with you. And, uh, again, we appreciate all you do for high school sports.
1: You got it, buddy. And I'm going to see you guys sometime this week early. And, of course, I'll see you all day on Saturday. And I know you're working on some things for me behind the scenes as well. And I appreciate you putting in that energy for me as well, buddy.
9: Yes. And, again, we we want to thank the whole South Carolina Athletic Coach Association, Coach Dooler and Coach Richardson and – Uh, coach Scott early again, they do a heck of a job putting this on. So uh, those guys should be commended because this is awesome.
1: We're going to do a show. Hopefully I'm going to try to get there on Friday uh, and and maybe actually come stay Thursday night. And if coaches will let me uh, do something, maybe a live show Thursday morning or or something like that, we're going to try to work some things out and I'll have Will kind of produce it from here and I'll head down there with you guys or up there with you guys. So, We'll have some fun here, Coach, but I'll talk to you. Uh call me when you get off the field. Let's catch up off the air, buddy.
9: We'll do that. Thanks,
1: Yes, sir. My pleasure. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the uh the defensive line coach for the North South game. He's the athletic director and head football coach over at C. E. Murray. He's gonna get us AJ Campbell, who's gonna bring in some jewelry with him. Uh he won a state championship uh again over there at Green Sea Floyd, that Horry County connection, taking care of business. Myrtle Beach showed up. Uh, on Saturday night. Just fell a little short now. Again, nothing to hang your head down, guys. If you're playing in a state championship game, you have no reason to put your head down, all right? You got there. It's not easy. It is not easy to get there, so if it's not easy to get there, you think it's easy to stay there? You think it's easy to win out?
2: Yeah, and I mean, uh, this is a matter of perspective, and I know that, um, you know, we as, um, we're we're not in high school. We don't have that high school mentality, but, you know, perspective is everything, and um, no, one of the things is not not a lot of kids get to play in December and not not many uh high school kids can get to say that they played um a, as many games as they possibly could so um yeah it stings a little and 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 that's the part of the game and um one of the one of the coaches there um Josh Abrams highlighted you know unfortunately one team has to win one team has to lose that's just how uh sports rolls but i mean congratulations to all the high schools uh all 10 high schools that made it um, to their respective State championships and congratulations to um, the five winners um, that that came out um, on top and and for two of them I know that it was a long time coming for for my alma mater Saluda um, especially wren considering it's their first ever championship Six, since sixty three years I think that's what yes I think, that's I think, what she told me I think it was sixty three years since the school had been built and the school right. first started um, having kids come through their doors right. and for a state championship. I was, um, it was when the team was, pre- after they were presented the trophy and, and the poster that says five, or, or 4A state champions, Right. and they're all at midfield with the big team picture, um, I heard one of the photographers say, and I, I want to say that he was local from the upstate, from Wren, right. uh, uh, from Piedmont, or, or maybe just from the Greenville-Spartanburg area, but I heard him say... Man, these kids don't realize what they just did. They, they may, may not they may have wait they may not realize what they just did. Right. Not only is it big for them, it's big for the entire community as a whole. You heard um you heard um the the coach's wife, uh Miss Lynn, right? Mm-hmm. Mama, Lynn. Mama Lynn. Mama Lynn. Mama Lynn. And <laughs> I mean, just just the, the, the emotion that she had talking about it. You know, yeah. her and her husband, they went to high school there. Right. And for them to it, it comes full circle. It does go full circle,
1: and I've had a chance there, Will, to to talk to. Him. We're going to head to a break uh, after this because we want to try to get back in the in the rhythm here because it is 826 now on the Monday morning edition of Southern Sports Central as we're part of the Blog Talk radio family here on the uh, Southern Sports Central radio network. And, and we start to kind of put things together. And, and, you know, again, I had a chance to talk to so many great coaches. Uh, Coach Elliott was there from Georgia State. Love that guy. I think he is without a doubt one of my favorite coaches, and that's not to knock – Coach Muschamp that I talked to, to to the coaches that were there from Tennessee. Uh, Coach Bruitt, of course, he was there with his uh, trifecta group. Uh, Of course, uh, T. Martin. Uh, Man, T. Martin's awesome. He was a quarterback, by the way, at Tennessee. Uh, And I think he spent some time here in South Carolina, by the way. And um, also Coach Chaney. Man, I got a lot of love for that guy, too. Big guy uh, that does uh, it as good as anybody on the offensive coordinator side. Um, But South Carolina State had coaches there, you know. And and I got a chance to talk to them. There was a lot of – other schools that were around i don't want to start naming schools because i'm going to miss somebody but it was a lot of fun meeting greeting shaking hands with so many people in the press box to go down the football field that you're around people but then you get a chance to run into guys that do what we do and and i've socially talked to them through media through the twitter world and I, you know i know who they are on their little meme or whatever it is they've got but we have never really had a conversation and they would walk up and they looked at our badge and they walked up and said, Richie, man, it's good to finally meet you. So we had that conversation and it's a gain of respect for one another
2: automatically. Yeah, and and it's great to, to have to be able to have that experience. You know, of course, um, you know, my, my youth and my enthusiasm uh, was highlighted by one of the um by one of the guys that we met, uh, Cole I, I would need to look at his uh, last Cole name. Cole Bryson. Cole Bryson, yeah. Yeah. And Cole Bryson, uh, he is uh, part of the ESPN Upstate uh, family. He's the voice of, I think it's Burns High Park School. High School. Yep. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, he had to leave to go, uh, go to Charlotte to cover the ACC championship, but right. man, um it was shortly after we got home and it was very early Sunday morning when right. we got back and he, he messaged me and it was just like, you know, uh, like keep keep it up with your, your enthusiasm and, and just your um your drive to be able to uh, or to want to do what right. we do. Um and, and that that, that I, I felt heart. that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I felt that. Well see, the fun thing with the cole now, he used to be with the upstate prep guys. Those are the guys that have four different high schools under their umbrella and they go mm-hmm. around and do things. And he was a sophomore in high school when I met him. So Somerville was hosting uh, the playoffs back in uh, 2012, we had won the 600 that year. He comes in with Boylan Springs as uh, he went to high school at Boylan Springs. But he was, I think, a sideline guy. I don't know if he was up in the booth or not. But either way, he was working his way through. He finishes that deal at Boylan Springs. He goes to North Greenville College where he meets his bride now, as soon-to-be bride. He's engaged now. Uh, he's all grown up now. He's graduated college. He's working uh, for ESPN up in the upstate. Uh, Does a show on Saturday mornings, does a great thing. But, you know, it's no different for me to watch these kids on the high school level grow up. I've watched this kid grow up. He's come on my show multiple times, training, getting better, working the angles, getting excited. So when I brought you in here, right, very similar, very energetic, very optimistic. And I love that. It's kind of like I tell people when I explain you. Mm-hmm. I explain to you. It's like, uh, you know, if you guys are a little bit older, maybe my age up in the 30s and 40s, you remember there used to be this toy you would wind up and you would put it down and you would let it go and you'd just watch it. Or a car that you would wind it all the way back and just let it go. Well, that's you. <laughs> you just have to direct that energy. And that's not a bad of course, thing, yeah. brother. It's, it's not a knock to you because I, I, can, I can work with energy, I can't work with laziness. Of course. And so. I've had a lot of laziness on this show. I've had a lot of people come in here. They want to be great,
2: but you don't want to take, you only do what it takes to be great right you
1: would rather the be, one that
2: was the one speakism it takes a little more to be a champion that applies to anything that's anything yeah
1: and and, and for me do you, you want to be liked or you want to be respected i don't i don't care about being liked but i do care about being respected of course you need to respect what i do but i have to earn your respect day in and day out and that's why we try to bring in these guests like we just had in here of course we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to send a shout out to the fan zone of course the fan zone is your one-stop shop for all of your athletic clothing needs or anything you need. They've got memorabilia from you name it. They got it, man. Go check out the Fan Zone. It's over there, of course, located at 5070 International Boulevard, Suite 106 and 107. That's how big it is. They've got two suites, so they're rolling over there, North Charleston, South Carolina. You can find them over there on www.thefanzoneshop.com. You can, of course, connect with them on multiple areas. If you want to call the store directly, you can do that at 843-744- 7742. We're going to do a break. We're going to shout out to the fan zone as well here in Charleston. They do a lot of stuff for a lot of people here in the area. And we greatly appreciate their attention here on our show. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Monday morning edition right here on Blog Talk Radio.
10: What's up guys? Johnny coming to you here from the fan zone. We couldn't decide on our game of the week, so we asked for your help on Facebook, and we had our narrowest margin yet on the poll. Fifty one percent to forty nine percent. The Falcons and the Panthers took the win over Georgia and Auburn. So that is our game of the week this week. The Panthers are looking alright. It's looking like McCaffrey might be the league's MVP this year. We're loaded up with all his jerseys from youth, adult, and toddlers as well. But the Falcons are coming off a big win against the Saints, so it should be an epic battle up there in Charlotte. Nobody won again last week, so that gift card is six hundred dollars and that Den at the Laja for two. All you can eat, all you can drink at the best Mexican restaurant in town. Guys, you know the rules as usual. Like the post, share the post, and be the very first person to nail that score exactly. Take home that $600 gift card and a free dinner for two at Laha. Guys, we're loaded up. It's still cold. We got some of that gear for you. All your cold weather gear you need. If you're headed up to Charlotte, come in, get a hoodie. We got these nice beanies up here for both teams if you're going to catch that game. You want to stay warm? If you're staying downtown and just hanging out, it's cold out there, come by your one-stop shop for all your sports needs and get loaded up for the winter.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich I'm alongside the producer on the other side of the window is going to be Mr. Will Porter here on our beautiful Monday morning. A uh, well, it's a post game of champions because we've got champions all across the board. Man, everybody got a ring uh, this weekend. Well, not everybody, yeah, but a lot of somebody's got mm-hmm. some rings this weekend. Not only the high school front, but also on the college front. We do want to invite you to go over. On Facebook and follow the Fan Zone Charleston. Great opportunities to win a lot of things, to be a part of things. You can shop online with them, get all your Christmas needs as the holidays are, are, are upon us here, and then Christmas, there are only days, weeks away here. So uh, go there and check them out. And uh, when you get in the front door over there, ask for Luke. Tell them Southern Sports Central sent you, and uh, just let them know you heard about them right here on our show here this morning as uh, we're going to bring these guys in the fold on the full round here. But uh, again, well, so much to talk about, so much to get into here this oh, yeah. morning. But oh, yeah. yeah. What what a great weekend of champions it was. We do want to, one more time, give a, a shout-out to Ren Hurricanes. They win their game 35-23. That was the nightcap. The middle of the game, the middle of the week, or I'd say the second game was, uh, man, the, the, the
2: Chapman? Chapman.
1: Panthers, 44-14. They handled the Dillon Wildcats, and it was never much to it. It was 20-0 coming out of the first quarter. And then next thing you know, it, it's um, – Man, it got ugly quick there, and unfortunately for the Wildcats, they just didn't have enough to handle that of the Panthers. And then the opening game, and it was the best game of the night. It had everything you thought it would. The stadium was packed. For it to be williams Bryce Stadium, I was impressed with the amount of people there. The press box was loaded full of everybody and somebody's Sidelines was loaded. I mean, it looked – as if you would see, uh, maybe not a Power Five game, but definitely uh, a college football environment because they had game changers and players all over the field. They have guys that are going to Division One, Power Five schools, and other schools across the country.
2: And I tell you, it was loud. It was loud because those parents they they showed up and they they wanted to be heard. And of course, um, like we we mentioned before here, um, you know, Dorman was Dorman is a team that was not so much we and we. We say, that, we say this because we didn't originally look at them as much as we did Dutch Fork because we saw Dutch Fork firsthand at the Fort Dorchester game and how they handled them. And for Dorman to, you know, come out strong and, and be able to get ahead of Dutch Fork um, going into the fourth quarter, and we, we mentioned that uh, stat line before, it was, um, it, it was a close game down the stretch, but then um, ultimately there was one touchdown to, to tie it up uh, midway through um, the fourth quarter. And then it, then it goes into overtime, and that that was a thriller, man. Just to just to see Dutch Fork's defense hold them only to a field goal, and then uh, for the Dutch Fork offense, for Olenchuk back to um, back there to Jalen Hyatt for right. the game winner. That that was just a thriller. Yeah, it was a big time game there. Of course, uh, they win
1: that one uh, in fashion. Uh, the the player of the game is Jalen Hyatt for that game. I thought he did great. Uh, of course, uh, you know, everything that he was able to live up to. But Olinchuk, I mean, you know, he was was tried early during the game, and I thought he was pressured a lot in the corners. He was really kind of unbalanced at some point. But here's good quarterbacks can get to it. Great quarterbacks can get through it. And he got through it in fashion, did what he needed to do, stood back on his toes, got settled in the pocket there, and threw darts around the field, and finally they found a way to win. But it was also on a great defensive scheme there. I thought the defensive coach did extremely well. And uh, you know, when you when you kinda put things together and the one thing that I'm gonna tell you something, I met a lot of guys and I really did. I had a chance to, to really catch up with so many different individuals and, and um just to have the chance to catch up to, to mamas and daddies and, and things like that, you know, for me it's um it's an honor. it, it is an honor to sit there and, and get a chance to meet uh a lot of these guys who who do what they do. But then you get to meet their parents and you get to talk to these guys and you really understand the factor that, that realistically, you know, it, it's, it's so much deeper than they think. Like I had a conversation with both Jalen Hyatt's parents and I talked to uh, Ty and Chuck's parents last night and uh, just, you can hear their excitement, their appreciation for what we do and what other guys like us do around the state and around the country is promoting high school athletics along with college athletics, because to us and to them, it, it's the root of what we do. I had a chance to meet a guy that I've watched him for the last three or four years that I've gotten to know Dutch Force because of what I do at Somerville and here in the low country, they always seem to find a way to play somebody in the low country. And um, you ever watch Dutch Force get off the bus? You ever watch him get on the bus Or right, pay attention to what they're doing while they're on the field. They never sit still. I've finally got a chance to catch up to their coach. who's their strength and conditioning coach. He's also the guy that gets them jumping around on the sideline teaching them these dance moves you name it they're doing it they're having fun and they never stop moving you heard that in the in the pregame there with coach Knox he said don't stop moving whether you're on the sideline or you're on the field you got something to do somewhere to be and that of course uh that coach that's in charge of that is coach Noah Dixon coach Dixon he's in his 60s man the guy looks like he's in his 30s but um what a great five-star coach there and, and I know that coach Knox is the winning coach he's the head coach but he would tell you the same thing. Coach Call tells you the same thing. Without these coaches under them, like we talk about the wives, but are the head coaches, the assistant coaches on that roster, on that staff for these guys, man, that's what makes these guys as good as they are. You can't be everywhere. And if you're a micromanaging kind of guy, and I get some would say some are and some aren't, you still got to have a little faith in the program and the process. And I think he does a great job. And we're actually going to have Coach Dixon join us hopefully either tomorrow or Wednesday. We'll talk to him about all that jumping around that he does. I always – I can only imagine uh, – I, I think it's – who is it that does it? It's Wisconsin that does the jump around coming into the third or fourth quarter. uh for think Cypress. so.
2: Yeah. I think so.
1: That, that's a huge deal. But what a great win there for those guys. But uh, we do want to kind of change a little bit. There's a lot of announcing uh, things that are going on. Uh, some new hires around the league, mm-hmm. right, in college football. Uh, so, Arkansas hires Sam Pittman. That's a big hire there for the, uh, for the Razorbacks. I'm not sure – Uh, I I hope and pray that it's the right move for that guy because the Razorbacks, uh, they got a lot of work to do. The one that I was somewhat surprised about, but I'm really excited about, is is the one going to Ole
2: Miss. Yeah, Lane Kiffin.
1: Man, I love that job. Mm -hmm. I love every bit of what he does and and what he represents. I think that he's a good coach. I think that he went through and made some bad choices, but we all make bad choices. This may be his final opportunity to go in and, and coach in Power 5 football. Uh, but he's going to do that. He's had a guy like him going into hotty toddy country, man. It is the mm-hmm. best tailgate. Yeah. And I I love the ball. Navy hadn't done it yet, but I've gone to Ole Miss. I know what, I know what it's like to, to, to tailgate over there and to have, uh, just some of the you know, the tradition, if you will, you know, and I think that's, that's kind of the important thing. And where do we find out who we had somebody on the other day, we talked about something you're known for. And they said, uh, Tailgating starts. It was it was Kelly Bryant mm-hmm. and Kelly Bryant. Uh, we he and I were talking Saturday night. We were sitting there and I was like, man, so to so tell me the difference between going from Clemson with the Tigers to L- to to go into Missouri for the Tigers, man. What are they known for? And he just looked at me and said, man, you're not going to believe this, man, but uh, I, I think did he say? I think he said homecoming. I think they were known for homecoming. I think, actually, I, I think that's was.
2: I think that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah, homecoming. That's that's kind of neat there. But what a transition it was for that man. But he was very humble as well. And then the other one was uh, Mike Norville, Mike Mike Norville, excuse me, coming in from um, you know to coach Florida State. Big move there. Again, another place that I, I think Ole Miss. There's some work to be done. I think Arkansas. There's a lot. There's a lot of work, work to, be to, be to be done there. Yeah. Man, that's that's a job. I hope he he's got some things in there that they just can't let him go when they're tired of seeing him. But um, the, the funny story with him is that the Arkansas Razorbacks Twitter page tried to follow. Sam Pittman and he had blocked them. I don't know if you saw that on
2: social media. Yeah, I saw. I saw that, and that was a very that's a very unique situation. Um, you know, and and I'm not sure if it was from. Um, I I don't know if there was any like hate thrown his way initially. Like a oh, lot of yeah. people, like a lot oh, of people yeah. just sliding to you. And I, and it's hard. It's really hard to find a coach to coach a, a power five team such as that um and you know in that organization um that is Arkansas they 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 have a lot of work to be done like you like you just said but right. um you know and i i i've heard this said somewhere and i'll I'll kind of um i'll kind of paraphrase it here but you know Sam Pittman is a coach who probably is, is coming from a coordinator job or from or from a lower um a lower school that's not a power 5 like Lane Kiffin going to Ole Miss you know, he's he's uh, hailing from um from florida international am i right i think so yeah and so you know that that when that power five um job opens or or one that is open you you're looking at it like that maybe this is my my next big step and hopefully i i say this with um with with a lot of um encouragement i i hope to say this and that it's going to take it's going to take three years and, and three years to find out. So at, at Ole Miss, I mean, at Arkansas, or, or, or anywhere, anywhere. I'm, it, I'm just it's going to take longer than that. I know, I know, but right. it's it's for three years of shelf life, probably, to see is this is this coach the coach of our future or should we move on from well, him? Because it was really quick of how Florida State fired Willie Taggart, and they were used to winning, um, with you know with the days of Jimbo Fisher, um, and with um uh, with Bobby Bowden, right? Yeah, but I think there's a difference, Will, uh, on, on how much time you're given. You're Florida State. Like
1: I, we, we joke all the time and talk about the kids that are running across the street uh, from their neighborhood to go to the 7-Eleven to get a Slushy. Those kids are five-star kids that are accidentally running across the field to take a shortcut. I mean, it's a lot easier to recruit to Florida State than it is to Arkansas. Again, I can go anywhere and eat, eat, eat barbecue, right? And that would that's kind of how that works. Uh, you know, when you look at Sam Pittman, I, I think that, you know what, let's give him a shot. You know, I think you give that guy four years. I think you need to give him an entire – uh, recruiting class to get through his program, to get through his system, to see where he's at, and kind of go from there. Lane Kiffin, you get two or three years, man. You've done this before. You were at Southern California. You were at Tennessee. Uh, and, and look, pull up their schedule and tell me if Tennessee's on their schedule this year uh, coming up there, Will. Um, that one, oh, my gosh, they do not like him at Tennessee. He is definitely not uh, going to get invited to the Vol Navy tailgate. Um, <laughs> but – uh, Florida state hired Mike Norville, of course, out of Memphis, I believe is where he is. Now the question is who's going to go to Memphis. Uh, but the other hire, uh, that, that I do want to talk about, and I've actually had a chance to talk to this guy and I think he's a first ass guy coach Scott, uh, his dad, Brad Scott was a head coach over at South Carolina. I got a chance to know him pretty well in Columbia for reasons, uh, you know, that I can tell you that, that he did a lot of stuff. He got South Carolina to the first ever bowl game. And that was the Carquest bowl where they beat West Virginia and Jacksonville. Uh, you know, again, Everybody is in your season for a reason. That was his reason to be at South Carolina, and then he went, of course, to Clemson. Now, his son, of course, is uh, the, one of the OCs over at, at Clemson, likely to become the next head coach over at South Florida. That's a big move there. Now, Bulls and 24-7 uh, sports of Clemson have learned that, of course, Clemson's offensive coordinator, Jeff Scott, is likely to become the fifth head coach in U.S. history. Sources have told both uh, the Bulls 24-7 that vice president, of athletics, Michael Kelly, traveled to with Scott during the, travel, uh, the Tigers' ACC championship victory over the Virginia Cavaliers this past weekend. Now, Clemson makes all three coordinators available to the media after the game, but media was told following the ACC championship that Scott wouldn't be available on Saturday night due to a scheduling conflict, which, in other words, that handshake that must have needed to happen. Now, the coaching staff is set to meet at 10 a.m., uh, to introduce Scott here this morning, so about an hour and 15 minutes away seems to be the deal. Now, Chris Torelli of Spectrum Bay News 9 reported that Florida tight ends coach Larry Scott had been interviewed on Thursday. Bulls 24-7 has also learned that it is to believe that former coach Jim Leavitt and Willie Taggart were in, of course, contact with the school during this process. Now, Scott, of course, uh, took over recruiting coordinator position for the Clemson Tigers back in 2008. Has slowly, of course, moved up the ranks under, of course, Dabo Swinney to become the co defensive coordinator over there with Tony Elliott, uh, who, of course, uh, you guys know Coach Elliott is a James Allen guy. Talked to him mm-hmm. uh, him uh, during the loss of our head coach over there, uh, Coach McKissick, who he has a lot of respect for. I'd love to see him, you know, do us his stuff as a head coach as well. I think he's got a, a bright future in the coaching tree. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, they talk about being the, the finalist for the 2018 Boys Award as one of the top assistant coaches in the country. So uh, I, I do feel like it it's a good fit. You know, his dad spent a, t- a lot of time uh, down at Florida State under Coach Bowden. You know, you're familiar with that, of course. So uh, so he's got the history. He's got the connection. He coaches under the, I would say, hottest coach in the country over Davos Sweeney. They're in Florida. They're in Maine. They're in Idaho. They're in every state in the country right now because they are one of the best teams in the country, and they have been traditionally the last three or four consistently, I would say, uh, the last 34 years, they are the most winningest football program in the country, so he's not going to have problems saying, look, saw what I did in, 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 in Clemson, South Carolina, come play for me over here and, and let's do some big things, and by the way, you know, it's it's sunny all the time, right? They It rains uh, about 20, 30 minutes, and then it's it hotter and I'll get out, mm-hmm. and then it rains again, but yeah. uh, I, I do think that they're going to have some really good things going on if they can bring this coach in here. Like I it said, it's 10 o'clock this morning, is supposed to be the announcement.
2: Yeah, and um, you know, the 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 notification that I got, of course, is it's coming from The Athletic, um, just about they're, they're finalizing a deal. Um, what that looks like or what, what it is, uh, we'll find that out, of course, at 10 o'clock. Uh, the schedule that you wanted me to look up was Arkansas's, right?
1: Yeah, Arkansas and see who they have. Well, just tell me if Tennessee's on the schedule.
2: Yeah, Tennessee's on the schedule for uh, yeah. Halloween, Halloween night, Saturday, oh, yeah. October 31st, and it is going to be in Fayetteville at DWR Razorback Stadium. You know, of wow. course, uh, time and what TV it's going to be uh, determined whenever they get those, uh, schedulings back in, in July and August. But, um, yeah, and and there's a lot of, there's a lot of schools here that, that of course I recognize and, um, all all the schools that are there in the SEC West, you know, you have Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Alabama, LSU, uh, Tennessee, Auburn, uh, Ole Miss, and then of course, um, Missouri, uh, that, that rivalry will be of course the Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Um, the last Saturday in November, November 28th of next year. An interesting note, I didn't know this, um, Charleston Southern will be playing Arkansas in Fayetteville, Arkansas, on October 3rd next year. Um, and, you know, Charleston Southern, of course, is uh, getting that exposure. They, they played South Carolina um, earlier this year. I think last year they went to Florida um, and played in, down there in Gainesville. Um, just, to, just a little quick shout-out to uh, Charleston Southern while we're here um, in the low country. No, no doubt.
1: But all those games aside, man, you can have all the rest of them. I want that one. October 31st
2: in right.
1: Arkansas, because if you don't remember the history, well, and you you know you, you may not remember, again, I have to remember that it's been a few years, but when he coached at Tennessee, dude, he left the middle of the night. I mean, he like basically like packed up his stuff, and they were burning his couches in the streets and stuff. I mean, trust and believe me, if Chris calls in from Georgia, and he could easily call in from Georgia, uh, this week to talk about that big game, because I can promise you it's already circled on the re- Ooh, roster. They yeah. do not like him at all. I mean, that dude can't even run. I don't even know if he can gonna... go around any state that connects to Tennessee. So <laughs> that's going to be an interesting one in a couple years when they go. But even more exciting to see October 31st, Halloween night, they're going to host uh, – uh, no, excuse me, I talk, you got Ole Miss on the schedule, right? That's Ole Miss.
2: Yeah, no, uh, this is Arkansas's no, – um, no, no, pull up Ole Miss. Pull up Ole Miss, yeah, all right.
1: Yeah. So that's my fault. I got excited for nothing. See, at you got me excited.
2: No, oh, I mean, it's
1: okay. So so anyway, so we'll pull that one up. So we do know that Arkansas is going to play. So, uh, again, you start to kind of put things in together, and it, it didn't hit me until just now, and I heard you say they are going to play Arkansas, and that was Charleston Southern. I was like, wait a minute, that's, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, but nevertheless, a lot of great coaching changes, a lot of things that are happening here. Uh, but Lane Kiffin coming back into the league, I think it's a good thing coming into Power 5. It gives him one more chance, an opportunity to uh, to kind of see what's going on there with uh, can he get back or can he even stay and, and and maintain or is he just a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, a coordinator if we will, because I know he's an offensive coordinator guy, but not all good coordinators are made to be great head coaches. And I wonder if that's, if that's his deal, we'll find out here and now
2: that he's at Ole Miss. Of course. And um, you know, they, they open up the season um, against the Baylor bears and that that's going to be a, a game there in Houston, Texas at uh, NRG stadium where, um the texans play and then it's uh southeast missouri auburn uh at lsu alabama uh at vanderbilt florida yukon they have uh um they have halloween night off and then it's at texas a&m at arkansas then two games to round it out georgia southern and then mississippi state so they don't have tennessee that's they all i not need have to tennessee yeah well, the rest of that schedule i don't care about i just wanted to see if they were playing tennessee of course
1: so um well, we'll you know we'll see how it works out there of course uh we're going to stay here with you we've got about eight minutes here of airtime, but uh. Last night, yesterday afternoon, you saw the final projections that came out there. Of course, uh, Clemson is going to play Ohio State. That was released yesterday. And uh, Oklahoma going to take on LSU. Jalen Hurst, of course, uh, you wonder what he had to say. And if he did get a call, I bet he did. I'm pretty sure Nick Saban called him and said, hey, man, congratulations. There's as much crap as people give Nick Saban. I'm going to tell you something, dude. That dude loves that dude. There's no doubt about it. He speaks highly of him all the time. But what a move, all three of these quarterbacks that are playing from LSU, that was at Ohio State, Georgia's quarterback, now at Ohio State, yeah, and of course, uh, Jalen Hurst, who's at Oklahoma, part of this transport portal, is now hanging out in uh, Oklahoma, that was at Alabama.
2: Yeah, and um, and something that ESPN put out last night is that he's going to be the first uh, player in the college football uh, playoff era to play for two different schools, um, in the college football playoff. That being Alabama and uh, now Oklahoma. And I mean, it's so it's incredible to see this because, um, you know, Justin Fields was a quarterback at Georgia. He transfers to Ohio State, and he's in Georgia's out. And then you have um. Jalen um, Jalen Hurts, who right. he's a, he was a quarterback at Alabama, transferred to Oklahoma. Now he's in, and Alabama's out. It, it was just it was a very unique uh, play on words. So, um, but the, the schedule is going to go um, the the fourth Saturday. I think it's December twenty eighth. Yes, yep. December twenty eighth at four o'clock. It's going to be uh, LSU against Oklahoma, and that that game is uh, that game is going to be the Peach Bowl. And then the Fiesta Bowl is Ohio State Clemson. And that one is going to uh, kick off time is at eight o'clock. So, uh, and then the New York six uh, bowls um, have been announced too. Uh, the Rose bowl is going to feature Oregon and Wisconsin, the cotton bowl, Penn state and Memphis. Uh, the sugar bowl is Georgia and Baylor. And then the orange bowl, Florida and Virginia. I, I do want to say this. I do believe that the college football playoff got it right because you have four teams, four champions of their conference of a Power 5 conference, and uh, unfortunately, again, the Pac-12 is being left out because – Well, they're not any good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I and mean, but neither, neither is the
1: ACC, but, yeah, right, <laughs> I get it.
2: But we'll see, and, and then we can make another another case about the ACC. But uh, at the championship games um, on Saturday, um, we, were, we were, of course, in williams Bryce. I was reading an article um, just talking about how uh, the Pac-12 hasn't really – Uh, changed much of their schedule because you know all all these teams they play each other and whenever you play each other you don't really get a chance to um have an eventual uh champion come out because you have the the opportunity to to beat each other and i mean uh utah had a chance to to make its case known last night or or on friday night to um be a pac-12 champion and of course it didn't happen the oregon ducks happened and and then so you eliminate yeah the oregon ducks are, are um, right. Are champions in the Pac-12. There are only two losses coming from Auburn at the beginning of the season and uh, to so an unranked USC. And so, and you put you put all of that into account, and, and that's what I mean by eating each other up because it, it it's just but the Big Twelve does it too though. Right. I mean, but, I, and and see, and, yeah. but see, Big Twelve they have it where you have the or, or and even the Big Ten too. But the Big Ten and the Big Twelve they have their East and they have their West or at least the Big, the big Ten. Yeah, does. but they still play each other, though.
1: I mean, I, look, you're not going to – I've been covering this thing a long time. Yeah, and it's I've, a very – I never have – got to give me more than two teams. Year right. after year, the Pac-12 never has more than two teams. And, and, and again, I, I get the argument. I, and I heard last night UNC's court coach come in here, and, and, and you're going to ask him, so do you think that uh, the ACC's – are they that good, or is Clemson going to be that much better? Well, what do you think he's going to say? We, he's – of the ACC. what is he going to say, "Oh man, the ACCs we're awful. God, we're just we're not very good. We're we're just not good." I got eleven guys on the offense, eleven guys on the defense. Uh, I'm out. You know, no, he's not going to do that. He's going to be the cheerleader, the spokesman for the ACC. Now, you look at the historical stand playing in the state of South Carolina because they haven't beaten South Carolina, be it the Gamecocks or the Tigers, in a long time. It just hasn't happened. And, and matter of fact, if you think about it, if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the famous uh, coaches. Ohio State actually tripped a Clemson player that cost him his job way back in the 80s. So uh, you you start to think of it, and that's probably a a good deal here, but this is not the same Ohio State team that they've seen in the past. I think Fields is a lot better. I think this defensive squad is a lot faster. They're a lot more grittier. So you could easily see this thing kind of maybe going another way, but until Ohio State shows me something different, again, they played way too close to some of these teams this year. I'm still not sold on I, I thought Wisconsin, by the way, had a chance to
2: win that game. They just didn't finish absolutely, and you know Brian Day, the head coach for Ohio state i I do believe that he has proven to be the man for the job. the successor to urban Meyer, who's um you know he's built that he's built that program up, and urban just handed the keys off to him and, and said, "Here you drive it now and he he has a, he has a um he has two not one but two Heisman caliber candidates, one on offense and one on defense. you have um, you have Chase Young on the defensive side of the ball and then Justin Fields on the offensive side of the ball to be able to, um, you know, be able to make plays and uh, be game changers, if you will. Right. Yeah, we'll but, see. I mean, again, it, it, it can't be too hard when
1: somebody hands you a Cadillac with leather seats and the heat works. And, you, you know, you can just kind of hit that little button and it cranks up before you even walk outside. So uh must be nice to walk out and, and have the rims set up and you know, it's almost like uh, the you know, men in black when the guy hit the thing and it comes with a driver type of thing. And that's what comes to mind with me with, with this coach at Ohio State. Yes, we'll see. Time will tell. But it's also gonna tell us how good Clemson is because I'm on I'm on the wagon I get that they're good they are really good they're a great team up in Clemson South Carolina Davo Swinney's doing some really incredible things he's got a great quarterback he's got an even better running back his running back I think is very un, un, unheard of as much as I think he should be and and, and I tell you we'll see what he can do
2: yeah i think etn's probably um at at least at least for me if if an nfl team is looking for a running back this year i think he's probably the first person to look at if not the second because you have jonathan taylor from wisconsin yeah a lot you got a a handful of guys oh uh, yeah so we'll
1: see but again the the thing that knocks him is how good is the defense that he's
2: gone against i mean you hear this in high school football from
1: 2a and 3a i mean you, you don't want to give certain kids credit but they still have to play the game they still have to go against it but but we'll see. You know, again, we'll, we'll wait and see. And, and the proof is in the foot, man. He's the only coach I know that started number one and fell to number three and went undefeated. So, I mean, he said it yesterday in his historical motivational speeches. And he's one of the greatest. I'm telling you, man, if I if my grandma's on man, the man. edge of the cliff getting ready to jump, dude, Dabo, I need you, dude. Get granny off the ledge bro she's about
2: to jump in the river Man his his sarcasm is great I, I watched it too and I I absolutely loved it um you know and and I don't I don't really think that he's um upset at it of course of course uh, to get, of course you got to be a little bit salty but, you know, in the end, I, I do think that he's motivated by it. And, you know, the, the, just the negativity surrounding, right. like, the, just the talk. Can Clemson actually play a team? Can Clemson right. actually perform in the bright lights whenever it's needed most? A primetime game, if you will, because this one's going to be a primetime game, 8 o'clock kickoff on ESPN, the Fiesta Bowl. Night. Yeah, and yep. Ohio State versus Clemson, the two top teams on defensive stop rate in the country. We'll and we will see how it happens. I'm looking forward to this match.
1: Should be a good one. And we'll break a lot more of this down tomorrow. We're up against the clock here. I want to thank all of our guys and girls and everybody who chimed in today. We've got the Devon Nation has checked in with us throughout the show. We've got a handful of other ones from Texas that have checked in from uh, some high schools around that are just starting to come on board with us. And I do want to thank uh, all of those guys who came on this morning. Top of the hour one, Jalen Hyatt, the – Wide receiver from Dutch Fork, wins four in a row. That's four state championships in a row after beating a very good Dorman team. He now will head over to the Shrine Bowl in a couple of weeks, and then he'll head to Tennessee to play for the Vols. At 7.30, Coach Abrams, that's Josh Abrams, joined us all the way from Wren. That is a uh, the Hurricanes over there win their first ever state championship, Piedmont, South Carolina. They took down Myrtle Beach. And at 8 o'clock, top of the hour, Coach Smithy Brian Smith, who's coaching over at the North-South game with the defensive line coach with Chapin. He, of course, hung out with us. He is the athletic director, the head football coach at C.E. Murray. I want to thank also, of course, Simmons Barbershop, the Fan Zone, Matt's Burgers, and without doubt, the folks over at Gearns Pharmacy. I'm Rich Yoblin. That's Will Porter. This has been Southern Sports Central. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.
5: 100,000 miles on my knees Hauled marbles and rocks and thaws twice before I hauled a Barbie doll bed for the girl next door She tried to pay me with a kiss And I began to understand That there's something women like about a pick
0: man.